greetings in Christ wherever you are. It's good to have you here. It's good to um, get ready to have fellowship with one another. And it's it's awesome that we're able to gather together to go and proclaim such good news that God has given us to go to declare to the whole world. And so what good news am I talking about? What am I talking about? Why are we here? Uh, we're here to go share good news to bad people that even though we've made ourselves enemies to God, even though we deserve to be punished by God eternally, that God has made the way so that we could be reconciled to him. What is reconciliation? That looks like the cross. That looks like Jesus dying on the cross for our sin. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, please stay tuned because you're going to hear it. And not only are you going to hear it, but it's going to make sense to you more clearly than it's ever made sense to you before. So yeah, stay tuned. If you have any questions, put a cue in front of your question and send it in. It will get answered momentarily. Or uh, if you need someone to talk to, we're here to talk with you. We do Bible trivia. We, yeah, we just have a great time. So you're in for a treat. If you come here all the time every day um, through the years that this has been going on, it's good to see you another day that God has given us to glorify him. And may you be encouraged to do this. May you be encouraged to go out and share the gospel wherever you live, or even come and join us online. Really, you don't have to be uh, a graduate of college. You don't have to have a resume or anything. God is the one who equips us for this. And so uh, it's a joy to do this. And I speak on behalf of everybody in the room and everybody who isn't in the room who's graduated training. Join training. It's free. Come on. Uh, I don't think I have anything else left to say, but it is a greetings in Christ from Harmony, and here's the rest of the team. Hello from Ryan. It's a spirited hello from Paul. Hello from Abraham. Hello from Hudson. Hello from Ruben. Hi from Chris. All right, we are eager to get into this. So I'm going to ask Abraham, who is up for first chats, to start us off with some prayer, please. Cool. <clears throat> um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to make your son known. Please save your people and give us the strength and sustain our internets. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. This Hey, Carlos, man. Oh. <laughs> He's skipping on me now. <laughs> uh. Hey, we talked yesterday, man. Do you remember? Yeah, I know you. I sure know you. Yeah. What did you um what did you think about yesterday? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I'm still thinking the same. Yep. Okay. But did you read do did you read Romans? Do I what? Remember last time I I like I encouraged you to read the Romans three to five? Mm. Oh Romans three five. No, I didn't. Well what I what I would encourage you to do, man, is go go check it out and read it for yourself, even now. What advantage is there in being two words? Yeah. Cause in, yeah. Uh huh. From from Bay um last chat. What was how do we go to heaven based off last chat? 
first of all, I was saying last, um, last conversation. What? From the last conversation, how do we go into heaven? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Mm, I think I'm not getting you. I'm oh, not getting Okay. Well, do you think you deserve hell? Uh, this moment I do. Sure, I do. So what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you think you deserve hell? Yeah. Yeah, nice. And how do you think you can avoid hell? What? Um, how do you think you can avoid hell? Well, uh, maybe following the Ten Commandments, maybe? Mm, what do you okay. think about it? Okay, remember last time we've broken the commandments, we've lied, used bad language, stolen. So even if you try to obey the commandments, which we've broken, mm-hmm. is that yeah. going to fix all the sins we've done? Is that what? Will that remove all the sins that we've done? Doing what? Trying to obey God's commandments. Is that going to remove all the sins? Well, it shows that that you want to change, that you want to change your life. Sure, it does. But my question was, is it going to remove the sins that you've done? No, it doesn't. Yeah. So since it doesn't remove the sins you've done, it's not going to get you out of hell. So it's not going to get you into heaven. Mm, Well, why are they still there? Sorry, what? We have to still um, following that rules. Haven't we to? Do we still have to? We should follow his rules, but if we've already broken his rules and we know that following the commandments isn't going to pay for our sins, then there's no point because it's not going to get you out of hell. So you shouldn't think that's going to save you if it doesn't pay for your sins. Well, if I don't, if I don't follow that rules, I'm just sure I, I've been in hell. Well, We've already we've already broken God's rules. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I think I showed you this verse last time, but it says in Revelation, all liars will have their portion in the lake of fire. So we already deserve hell. So trying to obey God's commandments isn't going to fix the problem. No, it it won't. Yeah. So this is what you need, though. If someone else takes a hundred percent of your hell, yeah, is there any you're hell? Sorry, what? Yeah, you guys from that Instagram account, from that YouTube channel, make always the same comparison. Well, it's because he's a, he's a he, um, that's awesome. Did you check it out, by the way? Uh, yeah, I had to check it out. Oh, cool. Keep um, send a message on Instagram. Yeah. Keep chatting there as well. But the reason why you can use that analogy is because God is a God of justice. And so in the same way, even if you try to obey the laws in society, you've done some crimes. You can't be forgiven. You can't go out because you did the crimes. It's it's the same thing with God. Sorry, sorry. So like even in society, if I did some horrible crimes, but I say, judge, I've I've tried to obey the law. I -hmm. still have to be thrown into jail for breaking the law. Same Same thing with God. But I've actually good news. We're talking about that good news of how we can avoid hell. Yeah, I have heard of them. So what's the good news? That someone has 
someone has died for for sins. Yeah, so Jesus. So if Jesus takes a hundred percent of your hell, is there any hell left for you to pay? No. Yeah. So then where do you go? To heaven. To the salvation. Yeah, you go to heaven. Now what now quickly remind me then, why do you get to go into heaven? What what? What? So Jesus takes the punishment for you go to heaven. Uh-huh. So why do you get yeah. to go into heaven? Well, because we have to make this to accept to to make the this trust this this work of the of the of the will of accepting that he he did of following well, following. Just, but hold up for a second, man. We just talked about following his rules doesn't fix our sins. It doesn't actually get us out of hell. But Mm -hmm. what did Jesus do on the cross? He died for us. So then why do you get to go to heaven? Because he had mercy of us. Yeah, it's because he took the punishment. Not because Mm -hmm. anything you've done. Not because you've obeyed his laws. But because he's taken on the punishment. So shouldn't I follow follow his rules? Well, we, we we don't follow his rules to go to heaven. We just follow it because we're thankful for what he's done. And if you want the Bible... So to, if you want to rely on the Lord to save you, the Bible says you're under a curse. As in, but because you're not following his law and going to heaven. We, we've already broken his law. God says one lie is enough for us to deserve hell. So if you've already... If you've already broken his rules, don't think mm-hmm. that's going to f- get you into heaven because God's stand is perfection. If you want to go to heaven based off your own law keeping. Sorry? So if you want to go to heaven by obeying God's rules, Jesus says you've got to be perfect. Yeah, that's... We have to struggle. So, and if we... mm-hmm. so since we're not perfect, you shouldn't rely on the law to save you. We should what? So, because you're not perfect, you've we've broken God's law. Mm-hmm. Don't rely on that to save you, because if you want to rely on that, Jesus says you've got to be perfect. Instead, mm-hmm. just rely on what Jesus has done on the cross. Because do you think Jesus is enough to get us into heaven? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So if he's enough, law keeping is not going to get you into heaven obeying god's rules is not going to get you in. it's just his work on the cross and you just got to receive that by believing alone so technically there's no more there's no way following his rules there's no there's no other reason for well, living a christian life well we we live a christian life not to get us into heaven but because we're thankful for what jesus has done on yes, the cross. but we don't have to we don't have to go to for us to go to heaven, but it's just like the fireman saves you. You don't have to thank the fireman, but you want to because he what he's done for you. But if I don't want, so you I wouldn't you say, wouldn't want to thank the fireman that just saved you from a burning building? Yeah. Well, well I don't believe. It. I think well, it's being I, a bit I, I unreasonable feel, I, there. Hmm? Well, I don't, I think that's be, being a bit unreasonable, but. Even Jesus, he does even something bad. He saves us from eternity of hell. Of course, we're going to be thankful well, and we're going to be changed because God gives us new affections. Well, look, um, there's people like that think like that. I do. I, I do think like that. 
um jesus jesus like he 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 can save me and and i don't really want to at this moment of my life i don't really want to thank him am i still safe because i have already in a moment of my life uh accepted him am i still it depends safe? what you mean by accept because you, you're probably thinking about you have to obey god's rules to get this free gift but do you agree that jesus dies as a free gift mm -hmm. yeah so if today i give you 20 dollars but I said you got to wash my car. Would that be a free gift? No. No, because you're working for it. In the same way, Jesus dies as a free gift. So that means you don't have to obey his laws to get it or do good things. You just got to receive it by trusting that he's paid for your sins. Oh, I and therefore, yeah. God gets all the credit for your entry into heaven, and you get zero credit. Huh? So therefore, the reason we go to heaven is because of Jesus, and then God gets all the praise. We get zero yeah. praise. That's why it has to be like that. Mm, so there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do to be saved. That's what Ephesians 2 says. Do you want to read this word? Ephesians Yes, 2. but what if, what if suddenly I want to I want to 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 go to hell? If you want, what can I do if I want to go to hell? Is my is my my will like will be forever in something that I don't want? Well, you can either have God's mercy forever or you can have his justice forever in hell. And the worst thing would be to reject Jesus's kind offer to die on the cross because he's already done it. The worst thing would be to reject it. But do you want to read out Ephesians 2, 8 and 9? Hmm? Do you want to read out this the verse in the, um, the chat? Hmm. I see. But what if I don't want to be saved anymore? What can I do? Well, we just talked about it before. If you don't want, if you don't want to trust that Jesus is taking your hell, mm -hmm. who's going to take well, your hell? Well, let's say, let's say I, I say yes, He paid for my sin, and I accept Him, and I say, I accept you. You are, you are my God. But let let's become a, become a Christian. But uh, but with this consciousness, with this trust on Jesus that you have paid for my sins, what if suddenly I don't I don't want him to pay for my sins? What if suddenly I don't want him to? Well, I don't want to be saved anymore. If yeah, if you give up in the in the um later in the future, it shows that you won't believe him, because God promises that He'll sustain us to the end if we're believing in Him. I don't understand. I don't understand you. And you get yeah louder. yeah yeah so. God promises to sustain us to the end. So if you mm -hmm. give up later in the future, it shows that you were never really believing, faking it. I see. Yeah. But could you, so could you we, can I ask you this though? Could you read out that um, Ephesians 2 and 9? I'm reading. I'll just read out loud though. Read out loud. Yes. So that it says we're saved by grace through faith, not of our own doing. It's a gift. No, we we did nothing to to receive the the, no. the gift of 
probation. Yeah, so that means obeying God's law, doing the sacraments, isn't going to get you into heaven. It's just what Jesus has done on the cross if you're believing in him. Yes. Uh, like. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, if you're trusting in Jesus to pay for your sins, then tomorrow you do yeah. another 10 sins, then you die. Where do you think you'd go? Well, I I think that I think I, I have already yeah that sacraments is just the way that Jesus wants wanted us to <clears throat> to bring up the salvation like like <laughs> it, it isn't something that we that we want that we ask for. Uh, Jesus gave gave us the the salvation without without like. Because he that what that has the that was the plan he wanted. Uh, he wanted us like a church, a visible church uh, with with sacraments. Like we can see his his work in our in our in in, in ourselves, like physically maybe. Yeah. Okay, but maybe I'll see this then. If Jesus was if Jesus takes a hundred percent of your hell, were you going to heaven yeah, because of? Because of you or because of him? Because of him. So therefore, the only reason you go to heaven is not because of the sacraments you do or your law keeping. It's just Jesus paying for our sin. Well, the sacraments are part of the church. The sacraments are 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 hugging the truth that he, he asked us to believe is Support of Christian, but you just, just but remember though, we weren't going to heaven because of what we've done or ourselves, it was because of Him. That can't that can't include our sacraments because Jesus never says you do the sacraments to go to heaven, it's nowhere in the Bible, you can't find like a verse in it. He asks us to to follow them, to 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 yeah, He asks us to, but does He ever say to do that to go to heaven? He gave his his apostles the the power of of forgiving sins. He they never had power. They've never had. Then yeah, in the when it says like they had power to forgive sins, it's not talking about they in themselves did it. It's because they were preaching the gospel, and then people would get forgiveness of sins if they believed the message. I'm sorry, I'm real. I'm really sorry, but I think I can understand a lot of your a lot of your accent. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I've got a Australian accent, but man, just um, send a message on Instagram. We'll just talk there. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you think about at least at least read Romans 3 because you didn't read it last time. I really tried to read it through, man. Okay. You're making me think. Yeah. I'm getting kind of pissed off. Well, please, man. I, I, really, I really want you to be certain of going to heaven. I don't want you to take your own punishment. Because if you're relying on your works, God will send you to hell. So I hope you do trust only in Jesus. Yeah. See you, man.
Father, I pray for that Catholic guy. I pray you would humble him and soften his heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can I ask you a question, man? Of course. Yeah, what do you think happens after you die? I think there's only two ways. Uh, either you go to hell or you go to heaven. Go to heaven or hell? Yes. Uh, okay. Yep. And which one do you think you'll go to? Hopefully heaven. Heaven? Okay. Why? Because I have faith that believe, uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Nice. And, and what do you mean that, by that? That uh, we have to know that, you know, he, he, he was the son of God. He came down and he literally put our, put our sins, like he took our sins to, in the cross. Okay. Yep. And so, nice, awesome. And so based off how you've lived, do you think you deserve heaven or hell? I deserve hell. Yeah, yeah, me too. And so how can you avoid hell? By following Christ, by repenting. Okay. And when you say repent, do you mean ask for forgiveness? Uh, not just forgiveness, but basically repenting is like you forgive, but you completely turn away, you know, and walk the other way, like completely switch up. Okay. Yep. Because like, asking forgiveness is a really good thing, but even if you do that, does that remove all the sins that we've done? It, it shouldn't, but yes, yes, it does. Okay. Imagine today... I do some crimes, some serious crimes, and I get caught. I ask for forgiveness to the judge. Do you think the judge will let me go? Uh, he won't, but there would be a very good lawyer standing next to you. Yeah, well, he won't because you've done the crimes, right? But there's there's still a lawyer. Yeah. The lawyer's name is Jesus, right? Yeah, but... The point is, even if you say sorry to the judge, he's not going to let you out. It's the same thing with God. Even if you ask for forgiveness, it doesn't fix your sins, so it won't get you out of hell. Does that make sense? Like, it won't fix it, but, like, if we're truly, sincerely sorry, like, in a court, it's different, obviously. Let's be real, but with God, you know, his yoke is easy. Uh, he... If we truly go to him with a pure heart, you know, with a pure repentance. Man, we don't have a pure heart. And just like, just like 
Like, yeah, because, like, there's a way of how we can avoid hell, but it's asking forgiveness is not going to clean up all the muck and the sin that we've done. What we need is someone else to take on the punishment. So, if someone else takes 100% of all your hell, is there any hell left for you to pay? If someone else takes it. Yes, if someone else takes 100% of all your hell for you. Is there any hell um, left for you to pay? Uh, not really, because Jesus took the... Yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. So if Jesus takes all your hell, do you go to heaven or hell? We go to heaven. So then why do you get to go into heaven? Because Jesus took our sins. Yeah, so not because we've repented or did anything good, but just simply because he's paid for our sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we just receive that by believing. And so, if you're trusting in Jesus to pay for your sins, then tomorrow you do another 10 sins, then you die. Where do you think you'd go? If I do 10 sins? Yeah. I... You know, I'd still like to say heaven. Yeah. And why? Because Jesus already took the sins and like, let's say Jesus cleans me out from the sins, that still doesn't mean my walk is going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And also because Jesus pays for the past sins that we've done and even the future ones as well. And so if you die right now, how mm -hmm. sure that you're going to heaven from zero to 100? Let's say 100. Yeah, awesome. And why are you 100%? Because Jesus took my sins and I've truly went to him with a with a pure like with a heart that really truly craves repentance. Okay. Yeah, so remember, do we go to heaven because of what we've done by asking forgiveness and yeah that? Or because of what Jesus has done? By grace. Yeah, so by Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So therefore does asking forgiveness feeling very sorry for your sin, changing, does that have any part in you going to heaven? Uh, I believe so, yes, because yeah. sin comes from the heart. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've heard about this verse. Have you heard about Ephesians 2, 8, 9? By the grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not on your own doing, the gift of God is also, yeah. Yeah, so we're saved not of our own doing, we're saved as a gift. So that we come, of course. So therefore, we're not saved by asking forgiveness, changing, because uh, of, course, of course, yeah. of course. But we we still have to go to him, right, and to ask her for that forgiveness. Well, because like, if you're trusting in Jesus to pay for your sins, are you forgiven? Mm -hmm. So if you've already been forgiven by trusting in Jesus, you don't need to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven, because you've already got forgiveness. But yeah, we ask forgiveness not to go to heaven, but because we're thankful. That's the difference. And so just mm -hmm. to check, does asking forgiveness, changing, turning away from your sins, does that have any part in, in you going to heaven? Turning away from, like, yes. But remember, we're saved not of our own doing. Turning away from our sin is our own doing as well. 
Yeah, but the grace saved us. But if we turn away from our sin, like if we turn around again and go to sin and, you know, go back to our dirty nature, we're... Because, like, that's, you know that I happens mean? every day. We always go back to our old self every day. Because are you familiar with um, with the Apostle Paul? Uh, not that much, but yeah. Yeah, so have you heard the story? Jesus appeared to him, and then he... He used to kill Christians, and then he became a great like missionary for like Jesus. Have you heard that? Yes. And yeah, he he was saved, and he he describes his life as like as him struggling with sin every day. He says, "But I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate." Yeah. And so, just because we go back to our old sinful na- nature, doesn't mean we're not saved because Jesus pays for that sin as well. Mm-hmm. And so then, looking at all of this as well, and then just turning away from your sins, have any part in you going to heaven? Could you repeat that again, brother? Yeah. So, so, look, so looking at all of this, I love that verse, brother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really encourage you to read through that book as well. It's, it's an awesome book. But um, so does stop um, just turning away from your sins have any part in you going to heaven? Turning away from my sins will help me. Yes. Okay. But if we're, we're saved, not of our own doing. So, but that's but. But that would be like asking for your father. No, I'm sorry, but then doing still something. But... No, I've been saved by that as well. Saying sorry to God. Nothing we've done, because if it's something that we've done as well. Therefore, we're still in God's glory and credit of our entry into heaven. Rather, it should just be 100% in what Jesus has done. That's the only reason we go to heaven. And still, still like the whole repenting, I think, especially like when Christians repent, like they they still know that they're saved, but I think they only repent because of the love for him. Because may it be helpful, repent does not mean to turn away from your sins or to say sorry. Repent actually means to change your mind, to trust in Jesus. So it doesn't mean right. acts of forgiveness. But imagine today I give you $20, but I said you're going to wash my car. Would that be a free gift? Oh, uh, no. No, because you're working for it. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the same way, when Jesus died, when I'm, heaven is a free gift as well. So therefore, you can't get it by turning away from your sins or saying sorry. You just receive it by believing in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you like? What What are you trying to say? Like, what I'm trying to say is, the Bible says we're not saved by turning away from your sins or saying sorry, just by the work of Jesus on the cross. If you're believing mm-hmm. that, so do you think it would be okay to still sin? Oh, like, that's a good question. Think of it like this: if you're in a burning building, then a fireman comes and saves your life. Do you think you'd be thankful? Of course. Yeah, you would be thankful. And would you want to go punch the fireman after he just saved you? Yeah. No. Why wouldn't you? Because he saved you. Exactly. In the same way, since Jesus has saved us from eternity of hell, we want to change and thank him because we're thankful for what he's done on our behalf. That's mm-hmm. why we don't live how we want. Although it's just him alone that saves us. Okay, but what if you accidentally punch a fireman? Yeah. 
Wait, are you gonna punch? Are you gonna accidentally punch the fire off? You just save your life? I don't think so. No, no, it's just like I've know I've been saved, but whenever I still I know when I mess up throughout the day, I still like to like get on my knees, just you know, ask God for forgiveness. At the end I, of the day, I, I know that He loves me. Yep. So there's. I've, I think that's good to ask for forgiveness. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying that doesn't get us into heaven. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not by your own things. Even like the even this one. Now sixteen, it says, "What what do I have to do to be saved?" And you just got to believe, believe in Jesus. He's paid for your sin, and you're saved. You don't get saved by turning away from your sin or saying sorry although we should do those things we'd say by just trusting christ to pay for our sin yeah i remember so then does turning away from your sins make you right before god or have any part and you're going to heaven yes okay why why do you think so because all these verses the whole bible goes against the idea What I'm trying to say is like, first, first, obviously, I, I, I repent for, like, I like I, I let God, by repenting, by praying, I let God know that I am truly sorry. You know? Yeah. But remember, repent doesn't mean to say sorry, it means to change your mind. But let me ask you this. If Jesus was taking, if Jesus takes 100% of your health, were you going to heaven because of him or because of you? No, of course, because of him. Yeah, so then. But okay, the, I, I'll I'll give you another one. Um, the Bible says, "When you confess with your mouth." Yep. Uh, and you're talking about Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and yes. God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So think think about in that time, if you wanted to buy things in the marketplace, you had to confess that she um confess that Caesar is Lord, the Roman Emperor. But if you confess that Jesus is Lord, you'd be killed. And so the very fact that you're willing to say that Jesus is Lord and confess that is oh, evidence uh, that you're truly trusting Christ. He's not saying yeah. that you have to literally confess that Jesus is Lord because there's mute people as well. And we're yeah. not saved by our, our confessions. Yeah. yeah. And so just going back to that then, we go to heaven just because of him and not ourselves. And so therefore does turning away from your sin then have any part in you going to heaven? To me is it's a tricky one, bro. Like to me is I, I, I confess that I know I'm dirty. I'm, I'm I'm just asking for God for forgiveness. And by his grace I'm saved. And there's no more action of me physically that I need to take to earn the ticket back. Okay. But just remember that do we go to heaven because we've asked for forgiveness or because of what God has done for us? I'd say both because you Well I wouldn't think it's both because remember we made the point we we're going to heaven not because of ourselves but because of Jesus. Do you read mm -hmm. that part? Because it's You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, because remember we weren't taking our hell punishment. It was it was Jesus? 
right? Because if he takes 100% of your hell, were you going to heaven because of yourself or because of him alone? Because of him alone, obviously. Yeah. So then does... So then do we go to heaven because what we do for God by asking forgiveness or because of what God has done for us? For what's God done for us. So therefore, turning away from our sins, asking forgiveness are good things, but they don't save us. It's just Jesus alone. Uh, of course, uh, of course. But like, have you ever asked him? Like, have you ever repented? Well, I don't. I don't ask. Remember, repentance doesn't mean to ask for forgiveness. But I ask forgive not. I ask forgiveness not to get me into heaven, but because I'm thankful. That's, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and maybe I'll give this analogy as well. If you're in a burning building, the fireman comes and saves you, and then after you give him some food, you look after him, and then when people ask you what happened. Are you going to say, mm-hmm. I saved myself by help, by giving food to the fireman? Or are you going to say, because the fireman saved me? What would you say? I'd say, I shouted and he found me. because of No, pressure. no, come on, man. You're not going to say that. that that's the, the reason why you're saved from the burning building is because the fireman saved you. Uh, of course, and I truly don't want to take any credit. It was like... It's only by him. It's only by him that we're saved. Like, how can I say anything? So then, in the same way with Jesus, don't think I'm going to heaven because because of Jesus and because I turned away from my sin. Just say, I'm going to heaven because of him. His work on the cross is enough. It is enough, but we also have to have that hard posture of, you know, wanting to change and, you know, to feel the repent to, to, to feel the repentance, not to feel the ashamed of our sin, the dirt of our sin. Okay, but um maybe I'll show you this as well. This might be helpful. The apostle Paul says, um, look, I Paul say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be your advantage. So circumcision is like a good work. So if you add in turning away from your sins, doing good things to get you into heaven, then Jesus will be your no advantage to you. He won't die for you because Jesus only dies for us if we're trusting only in him. Mm-hmm. So you might think this is a humble act. I, I've got to do something, but you're actually diminishing what Jesus has done. And if you of think course. you have to add on to Jesus, he doesn't die for you. Yeah. So therefore, man, yeah. don't trust in your turning away from your sin or asking forgiveness. Trust only in Jesus. I've never heard of it. I'll definitely have a talk with others about this. Yeah. Oh, what I reckon, if you want to do some research on this, you should read through Romans. Read through Romans 3 and 5. Romans 3 and 5. Okay. Because yeah. before you go, this is like this is this is one this is like a um like a good one. Romans 5 1. It says um, it says therefore since we're being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you don't get peace with God through turning away from your sin or trying to clean up yourself. You get peace with God by trusting in Jesus to pay for your sin. Yeah. What's your name, man? My, my name's Abraham. Really? Yeah. Uh, my name is Argus. Sorry, can you say that again? Oh, sorry. Argus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice to talk to you, Argus. 
Well, I hope you really think about this, man. And and I really encourage you to read through that Romans 3 to 5. And um, if you're on TikTok or Instagram, um, you can send a message there. And there's some good videos on there. Bro, like, what are you, what are you doing here, if you don't ask? Like, yeah, do this. Is this time to page this analogy, or is there... Well, I basically do the same thing with everybody, just ask these sort of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of try to plant seeds into non-believers as well when they come in? Yeah, and I, re- I even try to talk to people who think that they, they can grow to heaven because of what they've done as well, like turning away from us. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to focus on, man. Because I actually don't think you're, if you're trusting in yourself, um, because you've done, you've asked forgiveness to those things, you're actually not saved because you're relying on yourself. No, uh, of course, of course. If, if your heart thinks you can be saved by works, I mean, in a way, I guess it is like, you know, saying, like, you know, I've changed, you know. Yeah. It will get you nowhere. It's it's Christ. Yeah. It's just by Christ alone. So if it's, since it's by Christ alone, just turning away from your sin, asking forgiveness have any part in you going into heaven but i'd still say you do have to turn away from the sin you know i agree we should turn away from our sins but we don't but we don't do that to go to heaven just like you don't do good works to go to heaven you do good works because you're thankful in the same way you don't do you don't turn away from your sins to go to heaven you do it because you're thankful for jesus son of course because like once once you like you know, the more thankful you are and the more Jesus you have in your heart. Like, you won't turn back to those sins either way, you know? Well, you even know. the apostle, remember, he, he still turned back to his own his own sinful way. He says, I do not understand my own actions if I do not do what I want, if I do the very thing yeah, I hate. So we still, even when you become a believer, you're not perfect. You still do the things that you died to. And so either, either way, anyway, if Jesus dies and pays for that sin but if you want to go to heaven based off turning away from the sin away from your sins as well jesus says you've got to be perfect yeah. and so since we're not perfect don't trust in turning away from your sin just trust only in what jesus has done I so love yeah i love it thank you so much no problem. well i hope you think about that okay i'm gonna let you go see you, i guess man Take care. Heavenly Father, thank you. I to speak to Argus. Lord, I pray you would soften his heart and um, give him a new heart and humble him before your knees that he would come to rely on your son alone. Um, I pray for this next person that you'd save him as well. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, oh, he skips me again. Hey, can I ask Hi. a question? What? What do you think happens after you die? Now, I'm actually a, a supernatural being from the heavenly realms, so I'm an expert at this. You either go to the heaven gates or you go to spirit prison, which is basically a waiting place for spirits who didn't know about Jesus. And then there's hell for horrible, awful people who knew the truth but denied it. Okay. Which one do you think you'll end up in? Well, I'm God's princess. He's told me multiple times I'm going to heaven, so. Okay, yeah. So, like, in your life before, have you ever lied? Well, my mom beat the lies out of me, so nope. Okay. Um, sorry to hear about that, but, like, lying means you just told something that's not true at least once. I know I've lied before. Would you agree well, you've lied? I told one lie in my entire life. That one lie ended up with me being beat with a wooden spoon. So, okay, yeah. Because how about this one? Have you ever been rude or disrespectful to someone before? People have to earn my respect. If I'm nice at first, but if you become super, like. If you become super disrespectful towards me, you, you reap what you sow. Okay. So. It's like, even Jesus says we should love our enemies and we should show perfect courtesy to everyone. Yeah, that's what I did after I read that. Um, I saved. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm just I'm just pointing out these things. Like I've done this as well. How about this one? Have you ever used bad language? I'm also an actress, so I had no choice. Okay, but you did have a choice, didn't it? You didn't have to. You could, could do something else. But um, since these are just some of God's rules that we've broken, do you think he'd find us innocent or guilty? My friend warned me about those guys who are saying Jesus died for your sins because, like, Apparently, they're showing girls' locations okay. on YouTube. Well, we're just on here. We're just on here. We just come on Meagle to talk about how we can go to heaven. Because for myself, I want you to be certain of going into heaven. Cause I can talk to the big guy. You talk to, sorry, what? I can talk to the big guy. Yep. But if innocent means you've never done anything wrong your whole life, and guilty means you've done something wrong at least once. Which one does that make us? I should go kill myself. Well, yeah, because but just looking at that though, like taking this, this really serious, which one does that make us? That makes me want to kill myself. Well, there's, there's some good news, but we have to realize that we're guilty. Do you agree that we're guilty? You reminded me that I'm a piece of human garbage. Thank you. Well, from by, from God's standard, we're actually, we're actually not even good people. We're sinners. We're actually bad people. And I think once we realize that, we can actually understand of how we can get God's forgiveness. 
You remind me that I'm a piece of garbage. Where's my where's my razor blade? Yeah. So so would you agree then we're guilty from breaking God's law? You're just making me feel like I should. Well, not quite because um, I don't just talk about this part. I've actually got good some good news, but we have to realize we're bad and we're actually guilty. And so just like if you do some crimes in society, would you be innocent or guilty from breaking the law? I've never broken the law, but I've uh, done violent things towards myself. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just giving a what if if you've done some crimes or someone else does some crimes, they would be guilty, right? Yeah, and um, God gets mad at me every time I cut myself. Well, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But so in the same way, though, we've broken God's law, and so we're guilty in the same way. Do you see that? And do you agree? Do, do you think that self harm is a sin? Well, without even looking at that, we've already sinned and we're already guilty from breaking God's law. What is God's law, basically? Well, well, like some of his laws are we shouldn't lie, we shouldn't do some certain things like swearing, using bad language. But even even um, it says in Revelation, it says all liars will have their portion of the lake of um, fire. But I'm actually here for some good news of how you can avoid that punishment from God. How do you think you can avoid God's punishment? Kill yourself. Well, yeah, because that's not going to work. I've actually a good news. If someone else takes on all your punishment on the cross, or they take all of it, is there any punishment? No, no, no. That? You're basically saying that if I break, I've broken the law, therefore I deserve to die. So therefore, maybe I should take the death penalty on myself. Not quite, because I'm actually here to talk about how we can get forgiven. Because it says, all liars will have their portion in the lake of fire. So we deserve that lake of fire. There's actually good news of how you can avoid it. You need someone to take on the punishment. No, actually, I punish myself uh, very often, sufficiently. Well, you need someone to take... Eternal punishment before you die. And so, listen, my, my mom uh, tells me that she won't hit me because I'm older now. Therefore, I have to hit myself. Yeah, but let's let's focus on this first because I'm not. I actually, I'm actually. Yeah, I really care about you. I, I really want you to go to heaven and understand the good news. And so, if someone else takes all. Of your hell punishment. I no, I have repented, I have been baptized there. That's not gonna fix it because imagine today I did some crimes and I asked for forgiveness. Do you think the judge will let me go? One second. My my computer's dying. One second. Plug this into the side. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so if today I did some crimes and I ask for forgiveness, the judge, do you think the judge will let me, let, um, let you go? No, so you're basically saying all people are left to rot in hell. Well, not quite, because there's actually good news. 
someone else already yep so let's go through this then if someone else takes a hundred percent of your hell is there any hell left for you to bear no right spot on nice and so if they've taken all your hell punishment do you go to heaven or hell Yeah, and and that was Jesus. That's why he died on the cross and rose from the dead. I don't think I don't know that. That's awesome. So if Jesus pays for all of your sins, he takes on all your hell, do you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. But the thing is, the atonement was... The atonement basically made repentance. Well, yeah, because that's actually a bit different. But so if Jesus takes on the punishment for you, you go to heaven. So then why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus. Yeah. Not because of your repentance, but because he's done it all. He's paid for our sin. And he offers to do it for you as a free gift. A free gift. You just got to receive it by believing he's done that for you. It's like, is these kind of people who tell me that I'm a horrible person and that I should go to hell? Well, I, I'm a horrible person the same, but I'm just quoting what God has said. Once we realize that we're horrible people, then we can see... We should that bash we our heads to... and die. Or no, if you see yourself as a horrible person, that should make us realize that we need a trust in God to save us. We need to trust that no, Jesus has paid for us. You know what horrible people go? They go to jail. So I think that if I break this bowl on my head, I get a concussion, and I got what I deserve. Because if we're all, if all people are horrible people, we all should punish ourselves. Well, no, because there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness from God. If you would come to trust in, in God to save you, that he's paid for your sin. And so, but if you don't trust that Jesus has taken on your hell punishment, who's going to take yours? What do you think? I'm thinking of ways to kill myself. Okay, but because... If you if you don't trust that Jesus has taken on your hell, you'll have to pay for your own. And so those are your options. I hope you choose right. I came on here to share some good news. I don't want you to end up in hell. I hope you think about this hard. Um, if you're a TikTok, kill TikTok myself. I'm gonna let you think about that, okay? Oh. Yeah, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Um. Thank you I was able to get through that chat, Lord, and just mention about what your son did on the cross. Lord, please save her. And I know that apart from your kindness, that was me. And so please show mercy on her, if it be your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for that, Abraham. Appreciate you sharing those chats, dude. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Ruben said you got so much patience, Abraham. Thanks. God be glory. Yes, to God be all the glory indeed. Abraham, I want to tell you, I had a quick good chat there with a guy in Syria. And he said he's, he's 
grew up Muslim, devoutly Muslim, but he's rejected Islam. And he was like, nothing now. He's like, yep. He's just like kind of not an atheist, but just like, I know there's a, some sort of God, but I'm not any religion. He thought that he doesn't want to believe in God, but he believed in some sort of creator. Um, anyway, so I just went through law and gospel with him. And he was so receptive to it. And he's like, wow, so I, I'm a Christian now. I'm a Christian now. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Just the power of the gospel. Please tell me that was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really encouraging. I was I was very encouraged by that chat. And he's gonna said, I'm gonna go read the Bible for myself. And he's like he's like, if I don't understand anything, can I message you? And like, yeah, definitely. I'd love to help you out further. So God is good, isn't he? God is good all the time. All right. Well, um, good to have you guys here. How you doing there? I love Blue Christian Man. Good to see you. Um, Ariana, welcome. I also got Asha. We got Silly Goose there. Uh, we've got Princess, who also said hi and some, said some other things. Madison, anyone else who hasn't said hi in the world, make sure you do say hi. Kate, Kate has said hi. Nice. All right. Are you guys ready for some questions? All right. And also, it might be good. I just want to maybe answer the discussion that's going on in the chat. Um, yeah, Harmony and Carissa, would you guys appreciate that? Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> like, Harmony's like, yeah, that would be awesome. All right. We'll do that. So, Romeo um, and others, Yuel, who said hi. All right. So let's just answer. So Silly Goose, um, are you listening? Hopefully you are listening. And I love Blue Christian Man. Hopefully the others are listening. So basically, what happens when we die? Where does our body go? Your body goes into the ground. And that's why when it says the dead in Christ will raise, it's talking about your body being raised not your soul being raised in fact jesus himself or paul says in first thessalonians 3 3 3 13 who comes back with jesus christ his saints have a read of this so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our god and father at the coming of our lord jesus with all his saints so jesus is coming back with the saints where have they been then with jesus prior to death but their bodies are then raised that's what it means the resurrection that's when your body is raised your soul has been with jesus but your body is raised at the second coming of jesus christ now also what about the unbelievers where have they gone um, in second peter 2 9 it says that they're kept under punishment until the judgment day until the day of judgment so that means they're currently getting punished until that day of judgment, where they'll then get punished forever. Okay, so then what about hell? I think Silly Goose was asking about hell earlier. Is that eternal? Well, Jesus was very clear about the eternality of hell. In fact, he uses the same length of time for those going to heaven as those who are going to hell. 
All right, so have a quick look at the verse in Matthew 25, verse 46, which says this. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now, if you want to redefine eternal meaning not, not forever, then you've also got to not believe that the eternal life is forever. Problem is, it's the exact same Greek word. So however long the eternal life is, is however long the punishment will last. Now, we see that hell is not just ceasing to exist. In Matthew 8, verse 12, Jesus says, The sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this is not a place where people just go and cease to exist. They are in a place where they're weeping. They're weeping and they're gnashing their teeth there. And so the idea that hell is not eternal, you're not going to get that anywhere in the Bible that's temporary. Instead, the Bible is very clear in that it's forever. And it makes sense God's going to punish people forever because hell, God's not ashamed of hell. Hell is a way in which God is glorified because his justice is on full display there. And it says in Revelation 14 that the people are going to be tormented in the presence of God and of the holy angels forever and ever, forever and ever, which is why I think of Satan. Is Satan going to cease to exist? No, he's going to be thrown into that lake of fire to be punished forever. The same thing with the unbelieving souls to go there. What is gnashing of teeth? Ariana's asked. Gnashing of teeth is like when you're angry. You are so angry that you're gnashing your teeth at someone. Now, who are these people gnashing their teeth at? God. God. Right? Because they're angry that God is punishing them for all eternity. Remember on the cross, you had the chief priests and the religious leaders walking by. It says they gnash their teeth at Jesus. So that is in so much anger towards Jesus, even though they're killing him. They've crucified him. They're still angry at him. And those in hell will be angry at God that he's pouring out his judgment upon them. Now, First Corinthians, uh, I mean, Silly Goose has asked about First Thessalonians 4.16. His question is, do our souls in heaven go back into our body when he comes to earth during the second coming? Yes, that's what happens. So read First Thessalonians 4. It says, the Lord himself will descend from heaven. And we know the Lord's coming with the saints. It says in the chapter before we just read, he's come with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. What's right? What's what does it mean to rise? It's your body, not your soul. So that's the time when your soul gets reunited with your body, and that's when you um, receive that glorified body, a body that doesn't die anymore. Yeah. So that's why. The whole idea of like a soul sleep, which is popular amongst the Seventh-day Adventist movement, is not a biblical concept. The Bible never speaks about our soul sleeping. It only speaks about our body sleeping in the ground, meaning decomposing, getting buried or getting burnt if you get cremated or something like that. But not that your soul sleeps. Your soul goes to heaven or hell awaiting the day of judgment. In fact, another good example of that. Let me give you another verse. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. It talks about these people who have been killed for their faith. And this is therefore before Judgment Day. 
It says this, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. So they're being slaughtered for their faith in Jesus, right? He saw their souls, right? They're in heaven and they're crying out. So they're not asleep. Notice they're not asleep. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Notice that? These people have died. They've been killed for their faith, but they're definitely not asleep. They're crying out to God and asking, how long until you judge the wicked who killed them? And then the Lord responds, or he says, they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. So they're with the Lord, but they're just awaiting judgment day. They've already been given a white robe even. Notice their soul is not asleep. Okay, so hopefully, uh, did that answer your question? I love blue Christian man and uh, silly goose. Uh, also, silly goose asked the follow up question What about Psalm 9 17? Does that show there's a temporary soul sleep? Have a quick look. The wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. Just remember what Sheol is. Sheol just means the graveyard. And so it's just saying that the wicked will go to the graveyard. But not only do the wicked go to the graveyard, everyone's body goes to the graveyard. right? But Sheol is not actually a location of like where your soul has gone. It's just talking about death and how your body dies. Jesus said to the thief on the cross today, you will be with me in paradise. Paul says that he longs to be absent from his body to be with the Lord. Absent from his body? Meaning, therefore, when you're absent from your body, you're not asleep. Philippians 1.23 says this. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. He can't wait, he can't wait to die, he said. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain, because he gets to be with Christ. He doesn't get to just be in the earth. He gets to be with Christ. So the idea of soul sleep originated with the Seventh-day Adventist movement. Ellen G. White was a founder of that, but it's not found in the Bible. Okay, good. I'm glad that helped. I'm glad you guys are asking and thinking about all these different things. Good to see you there, Alejandra as well, Noah, Lydia, uh, event. Good to see you guys. Let's do your questions and let's see who got the throne. Who got the throne, you might say? Let's find out. The throne is the person who got the first question in. So I'm scrolling up to see. It was no uh, Neo Gaming. Well done, Neo Gaming. You got in quickly. One minute after Carissa closed questions yesterday, you got your question. Good job. What do you need to, to be a prophet? What do you need to be to be a prophet? Well, you need God to <laughs> appoint you as one. You're not just appointing yourself as a prophet. What happened is, like, for example, Isaiah. God said to him, Isaiah, you're going to be my mouthpiece. You're going to be someone who's going to be speaking my truth to people. Now, being a prophet... It was a very difficult task. Think of Jeremiah. 
he preached for 40 years and no one listened to him. No one cared anything about what he had to say for 40 years. How would you do if you were told to go and preach and no one would listen for 40 years? Praise God for the faithfulness of these prophets who've come before, who were faithful even though no one wanted to listen to them. And many of the prophets, pretty much all the prophets, were killed, executed, and neglected by the people. Okay, next question from Christ in me. A guy said to me that completeness to come in 1 Corinthians 13 is not referring to the scriptures, but until the Christ returns. Yeah, I would say it is referring to Christ's return. I don't think completeness is the scripture. I think the, the perfect is referring to ultimately being in heaven. But that's, I wouldn't use 1 Corinthians 13 to show the cessation of some spiritual gifts. Instead, I would say the burden of proof is not upon the person to say, oh, this is why it ceases. But it's really a burden of proof is upon someone who's claiming that they're still going. Because I think there are spiritual gifts still going today, obviously, but the signs and wonders gifts, we don't seem to see happen. And so the burden of proof is upon those who are claiming, oh, yeah, this is still happening today. Well, show us. Show us who's someone who's legitimately speaking in tongues as per Acts chapter 2, not as per some sort of private prayer language, which the Bible doesn't define it as. Right, And notice we don't have any verifiable evidence of people today being able to speak a completely foreign language without ever studying that language. Now, can God do that? Can God give? God can do anything. God can do anything. But it seems to be that some of these signs and wonders gifts, he has caused to subside. It's just, just based on observation. We're not not basing it on a verse that says that on this year it's going to cease, but just based on observation. And I think the reason would be because the reason why God gave like the apostles these supernatural gifts of being able to heal on demand without even praying for someone was because it was to authenticate them as agents of revelation. They're giving, they're writing new scripture, new books of the Bible. But notice how there's no books of the Bible being written today. And so therefore, there's no need for someone to have the miraculous powers in and of themselves without even praying to be able to heal on demand. Instead, today, if we want something to be someone to be healed, you pray for them. You don't just heal on demand without praying. You pray, and if it's God's will, he could say yes, or he can say nope. And it's ultimately all up to God. All right, this one from Venus. He's asked this. Uh, I knew this one sin was a sin, but I was doing, um, I'm trying to think what she's saying here. Before I didn't realize it was a sin, but now I do realize, should I worry? This is all part of sanctification. God is slowly revealing to you more and more the parts in your life that are sinful, right? You're a work in progress, and maybe God's dealing with one area and you're getting a lot of victory in this one area, but then there's other areas where you're struggling a little bit. You don't give up hope. You don't wallow. You're like, okay, I'm a work in progress. And then let's say you get victory completely in this area and maybe in this area, God's going to say, yep, and guess what? This is another area where you're struggling with a lot. 
and you didn't realize that before God brought it to your attention. This one from um, Venus as well. So I know an idol means to put something above God and love it more. But what does that even mean, putting something above God or loving it more? That's a good question. We literally had a sermon at church last night on this very subject, on idolatry. Idolatry is to love anything more than God. What captures your attention more than God? What captures your love, your time, your energy? What do you put your energy and time and resources into more than God or godly related things? That thing then has probably become an idol in your life. And we know that idols have no ability to speak or talk. Like when people, you might think of Buddhist statues. They're idols, yes. And you might say, I don't have any of those. That's nice. But something wholesome can still become an idol, like even a musical talent, a sport, uh, gaming, even schooling can easily become an idol if you're loving it more than you love God or it's capturing more of your thoughts and time and energy and money and everything more than God or God really, Godly related things. So beyond God against idolatry. This one from Ian. What is a carnal Christian and is it biblical? The carnal Christian, you don't really see that in the Bible. Now, it does, word use, does use the word carnal in 1 Corinthians. But what Paul's saying there is like you're still acting in a fleshly way when he says you're carnal. But how people have used it in the 20th century, leading in the 21st century, is they use it as there's two classes of Christians that you've got regular Christians and you've got carnal Christians. And carnal Christians are those who, yeah, they have Jesus Savior, but they don't really care so much about living for him. And so, but the thing is that a Christian is someone who trusts in what Christ did. And as a result, it naturally leads them to obey. Obedience is not just like, eh, if you want to, doesn't doesn't really matter. Obedience is what naturally happens if you do have saving faith. So I think it's unhelpful to classify someone as a carnal Christian or not. Um, Paul was just saying, hey, look, you're acting this way by giving into these sinful desires. This one from Christ in me. Did the burning coal really atone for the sin of Isaiah? Was it symbolic? And how do I respond to a Muslim who says the stone took away Isaiah's sins and not Jesus? Okay. What I would say is this. The stone is ultimately symbolic of how God takes away sin. So just like you might see in the Old Testament, um, like Abraham believed God and it was counted him as righteousness. Um, or David, Psalm 32, confessing his sins and God forgiving him. Yes, but what was the ultimate basis of why that could happen? Not because David prayed. What's the ultimate basis? Because someone paid for his sin. And who's that? Well, the Bible reveals that's Jesus Christ. How could a stone pay, pay for your sin anyway? So it's symbolic of a person who dies for sins. But notice that doesn't actually support the Muslim's case. 
because that would then imply a substitute. Even if it was a stone, that still implies a substitute, which Islam rejects, being able to have a substitute to pay for sins. And so if he wants to agree there's a substitute, you can say, okay, well, guess what? Who the Bible reveals is that substitute? Jesus Christ, the righteous one. All right, this one from TNT. Should we use the Kalam cosmological argument even though it was made by a Muslim? Well, it wasn't really. Instead, it's from the Bible. Read Hebrews chapter 3, verse 4. You don't believe me? Read Hebrews 3, verse 4. It says, For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. This ultimately is the precursor to the Kalam cosmological argument. And so it's not like someone's just formulating out of thin air. We all know there's a God because God's given us a logical brain. But the scripture itself has made very clear that every effect has a cause or everything with a beginning, e.g. houses, need to be built by someone. And so therefore, the universe having a beginning needs to be built. And that would be by God. So it's a precursor to the, to the Kalam cosmological argument. Colso's asked, what is the Talmud? The Talmud came in the first century AD and later. It's basically Jewish interpretation of the Old Testament law and just any other customs that they've invented that's outside of the scripture. Daisy Isabel has asked, could you please explain Mark 1 verse 4? Okay, what does it say? John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah? So you, you're probably wondering about this part, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, because what was John proclaiming? We want a bit more information on that. Thankfully, the Bible explains it. Acts chapter 19, verse around about, let's see, verse 3, says, here you go, verse 4, actually. Acts 19, verse 4, and Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after him, that is Jesus. So notice that. Why is there forgiveness of sins in what John was proclaiming? Because John was telling people to believe in the one who was after him, that was Jesus Christ. So it's not any water going over your body that saves you. It is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's consistent with the rest of the scripture. Wasim has got the next question. Does Job 33, verse 15 and 16, teach that God could potentially speak to us in our dreams? Okay, let's read it out. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings. Okay, God can do anything he wants. We know that, and we see that God has spoken to people in dreams in the past. But just remember, when you're quoting from Job, check who you're quoting. Who's saying this? Is it God saying it, or is it Job or Job's friends saying it? Now, in this context, it's Elihu who's saying this. And Elihu and the rest of Job's friends were rebuked for what they said, because what they said was a lot of the times false. And so we don't just take Job's friends as speaking the truth because God later rebukes them for saying things that were false. But God can do that. Like God can terrify unbelievers with hell. 
someone could dream about hell doesn't mean it's them going to hell maybe they've seen a video of hell recently and that's why they dreamed about it but god could use that dream to make them realize that they need to get right with god god can make people scared god did that in the old testament he made all of israel's enemies scared so they didn't know what to do so they'd be defeated in battle and so god could do that even in a dream to make someone scared so that it might humble them and potentially bring them to faith in christ Daisy Isabel's asked, if I'm not wrong, Matthew 2 verse 23 says that it's to fulfill prophecy that Jesus needed to be Nazarene. But where is the prophecy in the Old Testament where I can't find it anywhere? That isn't actually a direct quotation of anywhere in the Old Testament. It doesn't say anywhere he shall be called a Nazarene. And that's why you won't find it in quotations. You see that? But what it's saying is... I think what how theologians interpret it is that if you read through the Old Testament, you get the vibe that the Messiah is not going to be someone who's from like the most prestigious um, family and the richest person around, most beautiful person ever. No, he's just going to be an ordinary family, ordinary person. In fact, he was born to like parents who didn't have enough money to even offer the proper sacrifice. They had to offer the the dove turtle does because they didn't have enough money to offer a lamb right they're poor people and nazareth was known as like a backward town like nazareth wasn't known as like a yeah well i'm glad i'm part of nazareth even was it philip that said can anything good come out of nazareth so it was like you know you know a place either in your in your country would you like yeah that place is pretty low class like really doesn't have a good reputation that was nazareth that was nazareth and it's fulfilling then the prophecy in the old testament about him being of lowly estate that he's he's a he's a no he's from a nobody town he belonged to a nobody town and he's the savior of the world this one from zoe in second corinthians 4 7 it says that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. What does this mean? Is it a jar full of gold? <laughs> okay, what this is talking about is you. Did you know that? You, as a Christian, have this amazing treasure. What's the treasure? It's the treasure of the gospel. We proclaim this amazing message of Jesus Christ, which is a treasure to the world. It's beautiful. But the treasure is in something that's nothing. Like you're just a jar of clay. Jars of clay are worthless. You throw them into the trash. They're useless. And that's the point. The power then is not in you or me. We don't save the people. The treasure, the gospel message that we share, that is the power of God for salvation. And so it's a humbling verse for us, isn't it? Recognize you're no one special. You're no one special. You're just a jar of clay who gets to hold out this amazing treasure to people, and God will save people through that so that he might be glorified rather than you being glorified. Yeah, it's a beautiful verse. This one from Noah. What are Eastern Orthodox beliefs, and are they biblical? No, Eastern Orthodox beliefs are not biblical because this is what they officially believe. 
They believe that baptism is needed to be forgiven, to go to heaven. They think it's absolutely necessary, which is unbiblical. Thief on the cross went to heaven without baptism. Uh, another belief, they believe that you put, you basically become a lowercase g God. You become a God ultimately in heaven, which is not right either. Uh, another belief is that you have to take part in the communion, the Eucharist, to wash away more sins. They think that there's no salvation outside of the Orthodox Church, which again is another false belief. Uh, they think that there is patriarchs in the Orthodox Church who basically act as their popes, that you need to believe what they teach. They hold to tradition as a greater authority than the Bible. They think that you can't interpret the Bible for yourself. They also have some unhelpful practices in terms of thinking that if you go to an Orthodox church, they'll have all these pictures. They call them icons of all these saints, Mary and so on, Jesus. And they'll go up to these saints and they'll kiss them. They'll kiss them and bow down to them. And they claim it's not idolatry. But think about it. If I went to my car and kissed my car and bowed down to my car, you're going to say, what are you doing? Right. And so if we do that to a picture, we're doing the same thing. That's just a very brief overview of what Orthodox belief. So no, they unfortunately, they, there may be some Christians within the Orthodox Church, solid believing one, Bible believing ones, because they don't believe what their church teaches. But if they did believe what their church teaches, then they're not Christians. This one from MTB, is graffiti a sin if it's spread in the gospel? The Bible says that we should act honorably in the sight of all, and we should also obey the governing authorities. And so let's do that. If we break the governing authorities' laws, that's not a good thing, unless it's um, against something where they're making you sin or preventing you from doing something God specifically commands. But doing graffiti isn't something that God specifically commands you to do. This one from Blake. Are babies born sinners or with a sinful nature, and did God create sin? The Bible does say that everyone is born as a sinner and born with one sin against their name. So people are not born sinless. That's what some people might propose. Oh, people are born sinless. No, we're not inherently good. We're actually inherently evil. We're all born with one sin against our name. This is talked about in Romans chapter 5. Books about here in verse 18. As one trespass led to condemnation for all men. Notice that. So one trespass, that's referring to Adam's trespass, led to condemnation for everyone. Everyone is condemned by Adam's sin. So that means we don't just receive a nature that's sinful, but we actually then receive condemnation. How can we receive condemnation? Because that's that one sin of Adam must have been imputed to our account. Another one, for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many were made righteous. So we see that it's a picture of the gospel. Adam's sin was imputed to your account, everyone's account, from the time they're conceived. And that's a picture of the gospel, because our sins are imputed to Christ's account when we believe in him. Okay, next one from David. Jesus said he's the only way to heaven and eternal life, right? So does that mean the people in hell 
don't believe in Jesus, don't have eternal life, which means their suffering won't be eternal. When it talks about eternal life, it doesn't just mean the quantity of time. It's talking about the quality of it as well. So the, as we talked about before, the punishment in hell is forever. Revelation 14, uh, Revelation 16 talks about that and the other verses I mentioned earlier. This one from I Love Blue Christian Man. Do the different persons of the Trinity have different personalities or different identities? Like, is the Son more humble than the Father and so on? They are all, they're all perfect. So they're going to be perfectly humble, each of them. Perfectly good, perfectly kind, perfectly this, this, that. All the good attributes that each share. But they, they just have different roles. And... For, that means the Son submits his will to the Father, and so does the Spirit. But they are distinct persons. And what does it mean to be a distinct person? It means you have your own mind, your own will, and you can speak. And you're self-aware. This one from Wasim. In 1 John 5.16, what do you think it means when it says God will give him life? All right, this is in the context of sins that lead to death. And it's talking about if someone's committing a sin that hasn't killed them physically yet, you can pray for them and God can choose to not kill them for that sin that they've done. Because remember, son, some sins can kill you. The Bible does speak about that. Some sins can actually physically kill you. And if you've seen someone, like, say, abuse the Lord's Supper, God could kill them then or maybe later on for that sin. But you could pray for that person and pray that maybe God doesn't kill them for that action and he potentially will relent from doing that. Uh, and so then a follow-up question from I Love, I Love Blue Christian Man. If abusing the Lord's Supper, people died back in the first century, does that mean someone did that today? They could also die? Yeah, if it's in accordance with God's will. This one from Yul. Do you know what is the difference between Christianity and Orthodox? I, I think I answered that one, so that was just above. Uh, this one from Madison. John 2.12 mentions that Jesus went to Capernaum with his mother, brothers, and disciples. Does that mean brothers as in siblings or friends? Jesus literally had siblings. He literally had siblings. It is... A false idea that Mary was always a virgin. She was a virgin when she conceived Jesus and gave birth to Jesus, but she was not a virgin after that. The Bible never says she was perpetually a virgin for her, for her entire life. Instead, she was married, and married people do not remain virgins. Instead, we see that Mary had other kids. Mary and Joseph, they had a whole bunch of kids. They're named even. James was one. James, who we see wrote, um, he actually became the leader of the church in Jerusalem, and he wrote the book of James. We even see Jude. He describes himself as the brother of Jesus as well. He is actually a physical brother of Jesus. And Jesus' brothers didn't even believe in him initially. They're like, ah, Jesus, we don't think you're true. Neither did Mary even really particularly believe Jesus until he had died and rose from the dead. That's when they truly came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, earlier on in Jesus' ministry, Mary and the Jesus' brothers thought Jesus was out of his mind. They thought he was crazy because they lacked faith at that time. 
Uh, next one from Noah. How do you differ differentiate between a literal and figurative slash symbolic verses in the book of Revelation? With extreme difficulty. Because it's a symbolic book, you've got to think that most of the descriptions in it are going to be symbolic. A good way, a rule of thumb would be if it seems unlikely that it would be real, as in it would contradict the rest of the Bible or something like that, then you'd assume that it's referring to a symbolic description. So when it talks about a, a sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus, that would be clear in saying, like, Jesus is a human. He's not going to have a sword coming out of his mouth, so it must be symbolic of his words having power to destroy. Event has asked, many Muslims bring up Jehoiachin's age. What's the best way to respond? I'm not sure if they bring up Jehoiachin's age. I think they usually bring up Ahaziah's age. And if I just tell them, look it up in the ESV. Look it up in any modern translation, and you'll see it says exactly the same. Silly Goose has asked, an explanation about the end times and the rapture and the Antichrist will be helpful if you have time. Okay. The rapture happens at the second coming of Jesus Christ, as per 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, when it says Christ returns, we get caught up in the air to meet him in the clouds. So that's at the second coming. It's not seven years before. The Antichrist, or the, the man of lawlessness, as per 2 Thessalonians 2, will be revealed before Jesus returns, but we don't know who he is. We're going to know who he is ultimately when Christ comes back and destroys him. And destroys him and wipes him out. But he's going to be doing all kinds of false signs and wonders, trying to lead people astray. When is Jesus coming back? No one knows. So if someone predicts, oh, it's going to be this year, or it's going to be in the next five years, don't believe them. Nobody knows the day or the hour. I just got a comment in the chat from UL. All my life, I thought Orthodox Christianity is the same as Christianity. But now, as I am a newborn, I view everything entirely different. Thanks for everybody who has helped me. Yeah, God is good. Great to have you here, and praise God. He's allowed you to see that. Okay, we're going to get into Bible trivia in just just a moment. Uh, Lydia's asked about a dream. Should she read into the dream? No, don't worry about what your dreams are. Check everything with the Bible. Nana's asked, is it okay to lie in some situations, like when Rahab lied about the spies? No, it's never okay to lie. And Rahab was never commended for lying. She was simply commended for hiding the spies. Two different things. She didn't trust God to be able to hide the spies without having to lie about it. And the reason why is because it says you, you shall not lie. Would it be okay for God to lie just sometimes if there's some sort of good purpose for it? No. You'd be like, no, it's beyond God to lie. How could God do that? Right. And God says, you must be holy as I am holy. You must be as perfect as God is. So if God's never going to lie, neither are we allowed to ever. And last one from Noah. Are the signs of the end times talked about in Matthew 24 literal? It doesn't say this is going to happen and then you can now know when he's going to return. Instead, it says, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. So he's just going to say, you're going to hear wars, you're going to hear about these things going on, earthquakes, the end is not yet. So he's not saying this is leading up to the end. He's not saying this is five years away, two years away, five minutes away. There's just going to be all these events occurring, but
but the end will come. How do we know when the end is? Well, when you see Jesus coming on the clouds, he says, then straighten up your necks for you know that your redemption has drawn near. Okay, good questions. Let's go and do some Bible trivia. Okay, yeah, and someone's asked, Silly Goose asked, do we know where hell is? No, God knows where it is, but he hasn't told us where it is. Okay, you guys ready for this? Some trivia questions. And we have got a new song of the week coming up, which I'm looking forward to. All right. What happened to the Red Sea as the Israelites were trying to cross it? What happened to the Red Sea? Reuben. It just split with the staff of Moses, right? Nice work, man. Yeah. The Israelites wanted to... <laughs> Harmony's doing... <laughs> I think Harmony was thinking about how it went over the Egyptians. That's true. But with the Israelites, it actually got allowed it to split so they could pass on dry ground. Okay, next question. What did Moses' staff turn into when he threw it onto the ground before Pharaoh? Paul. A snake. Yeah, a snake. Nice work. And then we picked it up and turned back into a, sna a staff again. Okay, next question. What is the second commandment? Let's go to Carissa. It's um, to have no idols or graven images. And the way I remember is the person with the broken back that's in the shape of the two because <laughs> they're bowing down. <laughs> nice. That's a good way of remembering it. So two looks like a person bowing over. And so don't bow down to idols or another way of saying don't make graven images. So an image of God. Next one. Oh, you ready for a harder one? What tribe is Paul from? What tribe is Paul from? Abraham. The tribe of Benjamin. Nice work. Good job. Okay. What tribe was Jesus from? Paul. Judah. Nice work. <laughs> okay. Who was it that worked as a tax collector before following Jesus? Harmony. Zacchaeus and Matthew. Yeah, well, good answer. <laughs> nice. What was the sign that Judas had agreed upon with the soldiers to identify who was the man that they were to arrest. Reuben. Uh, with a kiss. Yes, with a kiss. That's why Jesus said, have you betrayed the Son of Man with a kiss? Now, 40 days and 40 nights... Where does that appear in the Bible? 40 days and 40 nights. Where does that appear in the Bible? Paul. 
I'm not sure where it appears, um, but can't answer that. Sorry. So yeah, just describe something that happened for forty days and forty nights that the Bible uh, mentions. Jesus wandering in the wilderness. Right, fasting in the wilderness. Nice work, Abraham. So um, Moses, I think Moses was in Mount Sinai for forty days. Yeah. He was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. I was reading that this morning, Abraham. And what stood out to me is that he actually said he went without food and water for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days. and That's insane. And then he did it again. After he got down, he had to go back up another 40 days and 40 nights without food and water. God must have been supernaturally sustaining his body while he was there so that he didn't die. You know, the other thing interesting with Moses, I think I've read that was he went up and down the hill seven times as an 80-year-old. Man, that's fitness. <laughs> Cardio, eh? That's good. Uh, let's get a Carissa. And, um, whenever Noah had the ark, it flooded, or not flooded, uh, rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, it did rain for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm trying to think if there's any other 40s. Okay, all right. Good, good answers, everyone. Next question. Which apostle didn't believe Jesus rose from the dead initially until he saw Jesus with his own eyes? Hudson. Was it Thomas? It was. So we call him Doubting Thomas. And what happened on the day when people were cutting down palm branches and laying them on the ground? What were they doing that for? What happened on that day? Abraham. Um, that was when Jesus came into Jerusalem. They were like celebrating, this, um, like they're saying Hosanna, Hosanna, something like that. Nice work. Yeah, we call it the triumphal entry. So he's riding in on that donkey into Jerusalem on the Sunday. So we call it Palm Sunday, the Sunday leading up to his execution, which would happen on that Friday. <laughs> All right, let's do some bonus questions. Ruben, have you got one for us, man? Um, yeah, all right. So what did uh, Joseph dreamed uh, when yeah, when when the his brothers laughed about him? Paul. That he would rule over them? Yeah, that's true. But what kind of dream? Yeah, that's true, by the way. But what kind of dream was it? A dream when you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just like that's what it. was like a, a dream with the moon and stars, right? They were bowing. Something was that. Yes. Yeah, I, think, I don't think you saw how many hand her hand was up. But yeah, that's right. It was the moon bowing down, the sheaves bowing over to him. Okay, let's go to Hudson. What's your question? Um, how many chapters are there in the book of First Chronicles? 
Good job. All right. How many? Uh, name something that a prophet did in the Old Testament that was something that people couldn't naturally do. Right. So both Elijah and Elisha part of the Jordan River. Yeah. And and on that note, also, Elisha made an axe head float and a whole bunch of, a bunch of other things that they both did. Nice. Uh, yeah, and there's probably others we mentioned. But let's get into the song of the week. You guys are ready for it? Let's do it. So we do these songs of the week so that you can get to know your Bible better because it helps you memorize it. Have you guys been memorizing the ones we've been doing recently? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to sing the ones we've done and then we'll tell you this new one for this week. Okay. So let's get um, Hudson on the Five Solar song. You remember that one, Hudson? Or if not, you do know it? Yep. Good. Okay, we've got Hudson on that. Uh, we're going to get uh, Paul on John 3.16. We'll go Carissa on Ephesians 2.8.9. Yeah. Okay, Abraham, do you think you might be able to do First uh, John 4.10? Yeah, I'll do Galatians 2.20. Hey, Ruben, you might be able to do one for us. Or no? Uh, I can do the five solas. Okay, all right, the five solas, yep. Cool. And Hudson then will change you over then to the Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And Zyla, can you do um, Psalm 16.11? Well, I, I, I never did. I never sang before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me just pull up Psalm 16 and 11. Is that good? Well, if you haven't heard the one, uh, we'll, yeah, we've got a special tune for it. So maybe we won't, we won't assign that one to you, man. Uh, but you can listen in. You might be able to learn the, these tunes that we've got for it. Um, okay. If you don't know, if you're not sure what the tune is. have you? Do you know the tune? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't worry. That's all good. Um, and we'll get Harmony then to do also Psalm 16 for us. All right. Are you guys ready? I think that would mean, Ruben, you're starting us off with the five solas. Yes, right. <laughs> we, ha we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, all for the glory of God alone, found in the scripture alone. For God so loved the world That he gave his only son That whoever 
coming, Trina and Alfie and Noah and everyone else that's online watching right now. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. This is love. <laughs> no, that we have loved God. But that he loved us and said his, his son <laughs> to bear the wrath for our sins. First, John. <laughs> <laughs> He's cacking up there. <laughs> All right, let's do Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 Now Hutto is should be next, but I'm not sure if he's there. So let's go to... Oh, there he is. Okay. Um, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise, Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Oh, Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand of pleasures forevermore. Song Woohoo! Sounds great, everyone. Some really good singing there. How'd you guys go? Did you sing along with that? We're going to now teach you a new verse. It's the new verse or new song of the week. And it's going to be a familiar verse, maybe to some of you. It's a good one that encourages us to pray and not to be anxious. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. So let me put the verse on the screen so that as I do this, um, you guys may be able to read it and try and sing along. Here we go. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 
not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. Alright, so this is a two-verse song. It's a bit longer than last week's. Last week was a short one, Psalm 1611. And so we thought, hey, we think we can step it up a little bit. And two verses. Now, I've got the words on the screen so that you can say them along with me. But the key is to get the tune into your head as well. So let me do it again to get your tune, the tune into your head. And we'll get some others to do it as well. Here we go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Yeah. So repetition is key because the more you hear it, this is how I got that in my head. I didn't make that song up. Beck did. And um, the only reason I can do it is just because she's played it a lot and that helped me to get the tune into my head. Now, I'm going to do it again, and then I'm going to see if maybe Harmony could try it after that. She's like, no. <laughs> we'll see. We'll do it again. We'll see how we go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. All right, Harmony, do you want to give that a try? Yeah. done harmony that was epic carissa can you try it for us
it. Oh, I messed it up. Can I try again? Okay, let me try again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request. I can't, I can't see that. Try try going if you can a bit further. Ah, start from where? The beginning or from where I left off? Let your request be made. No, I can't. <laughs> You're doing well, Carissa. You're doing well. Good job there. Really, really good. Hudson, do you want to try it, man? I may need to hear it a few yeah. more times. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Hudson, I, I mean, Abraham got to hear it a bit before so abraham can you do you think you might be able to sing it yes even without the ukulele just to sing it yeah yep and without laughing <laughs> yeah all right do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. Uh, will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Yeah, well done, Abraham. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, Paul, do you want to try it for us, man? Do you think I'll give it a go, but I think I'm going to jam it up because I've jammed it up while I'm practicing, but I'll see how we go. Because the A minor sounds different on a guitar to what it does on a ukulele, and it doesn't sound right. But anyway. Do you, want, you could try it even without the guitar if you wanted, just the voice. No, nah, it's all good. The... I'll try okay. it this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Well done. Good job, Paul. Again, that's really Work in good. progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you guys doing? You enjoying the tune getting into your head and the words as well? Let's get, let's get Harmony to do it again for us so that we can uh, get the tune back into our head and the words as well. Okay. Um. Do not be anxious about anything but Good one, isn't it? Good song, good verse, and the tune is catchy. The tune is really catchy. And profound message. We're called not to be anxious about anything. 
and instead to make our request known to God. Why are we often anxious about things? Paul? I think it's because we just don't physically see something. So people get that moment of doubt, oh, is this really real? And they get anxious about it. What if I'm wrong? They have doubt. They let doubt creep in. So I think anxious can really drag us down, if anything. So I think we just need to 100% trust in Christ that he's there, he's real, and not be anxious about that. Yeah. And Abraham, what were you going to say? I was going to say we're too self-aligned, always trying to like fix upon ourselves. Yeah, it's a, um, do I trust that God's going to provide me with what I need in the future? We often think it's dependent upon me, my existence, my survival, rather than remembering, oh, hold up, God's the one who causes me to exist and wake up tomorrow. I'm in his hands. So why am I so anxious about me trying to make sure that all happens when it's God whose hands I'm in? Are we going to say, Reuben? Yeah, the same that we do not have to lean on our own understanding, right? But we have to lean on God's understanding, right? That we have to trust Him because that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we know there's an all-powerful God out there who knows what we're going through, what does our little bit of worrying, how does that help at all? I'll give you an example. Let's say you're you're on a plane and you're sitting in seat 18B. By you being anxious about, am I going to get to my destination or not? Does that help the plane get to its destination? Not at all. Have you noticed that? Your anxiety about, am I going to get to my destination or not, does not help the plane move. Doesn't help it stay in the air. It actually has zero effect. And so in the same way, does our anxiety about, Will this work out? Will I get that? Will I have what I need tomorrow? Does it actually help us in any way to get what we need or make sure that we have tomorrow? The answer is no. Right, we leave, we, we, just like in that example with the plane, you trust the pilots. It's, all, it's in their hands. Your anxiety about it doesn't help. And so you trust your life into God's hands. Let's not be anxious about anything mm. at all. Good. Hopefully that is encouragement, and we're going to be looking at this verse further as we sing it this week and see what the meaning is and how we can apply this verse to our life because there's a lot of profound truth in it. So I might ask Hudson if you could pray for us, man. For sure. Heavenly Father, I thank you um, that we're able to sing songs from your word, Lord, and I pray that You'd help us not to be anxious about everything, but I pray that we would be able to um, come before you in prayer if, if ever, if ever we are anxious, Lord, and and about everything, Lord. Um, and I pray that you just be with with the team as we go get into more chats, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Hudson, and good job, everyone. We're about to go into the virtual streets of Amigo. I wonder who we're going to meet today.
Yeah, I had a great chat with someone in Syria. It was a really awesome conversation. Let's see where we go next. Lord, may you be glorified today. Forty thousand people on. Very powerful God. Funny. Hey there. He said, <laughs> "Can I ask you? Hi. How you doing? Hey, can I ask you a question? Oh, I've seen you before. Oh, have you? Wait, let me see. <laughs> I've seen you before on TikTok or something. <gasps> I think Instagram. Instagram. I maybe. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so, so, can I ask you guys? Do you guys think that you'll go to heaven when you die? I believe so. If I give my life to God. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Now, would you say that you're like 80% you're sure of heaven or like what percent would you say? You are? 50. I'll, 50%. I'll say 50%. 50%. Yeah. Because right, there is a judgment day right? and God looks at everything we've ever done. So in your life, for example, have you guys ever lied before? Yeah. yeah. Me too. I've told lies. Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Yeah. Or even this one. Have you ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same. Now, if God was to judge you then based on those things, do you think that you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Right. So if you're guilty, guilty do you deserve to be rewarded or punished? Punished. Yeah. Now, does that punishment then sound like heaven or hell? <clears throat> Hell. Yeah, place we don't want to go to. Like Lake of Fire does go on forever. So what do you think you could do at this point so that you don't get sent to hell? Give our lives to God 100%. Yeah, okay. So when you say give your life to God, what do you mean exactly by that? Like, like my soul, like I would like, you know, have to listen to him and not do all these like bad things that, you know, okay. he doesn't like and stuff like that. All right, so you're saying basically follow his rules from this point on. Now, let's say mm -hmm. a criminal broke the law yesterday, did some serious crimes, and then today he decides to break no more laws. Would the police just let him go free? No. And that's the same with God. Even if we decide to follow God's rules really well from now on, it doesn't fix the past sins we've done, does it? And so mm. we've still got all that punishment coming our way that will send us to hell which is why we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? If someone took all of it, every bit of it, how much is left for you? Zero percent, yeah. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where do you get to go to? Heaven, heaven. Yeah, you got it. And that person who's willing to do that for you was Jesus. And that's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So then if Jesus is to do that for you guys, take all the punishment you deserve, where do you go when you die? Heaven. So why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus paid it. That's the reason. Yeah. So not because you've changed your life around or given your heart to God, but because of what he's done for you in dying for your sins. You just need to accept that as a free gift from Jesus. And the way you do that is simply by trusting in your mind that he's already died for all of your past sins, as well as 
all of your future sins. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if you guys trust that today, that he's died for all of your sin, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Um. I'm sorry, can you, I couldn't hear, I'm sorry. Sure, I'll ask it again. Yeah, so if, let's say you do trust that Jesus died for your sin today, but then tomorrow you do five more sins and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? I actually don't know. I'm thinking maybe hell. Now, with Jesus, though, if he's already died for all of your future sins, would it still be hell? Oh. Huh? I'd be happy, okay, right? I got because yeah. he paid the price for all the sins you'll ever do if you're trusting in him. But what if you don't trust that he died for your sin? Then where would you end up? Hell. Yeah, and since you guys don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting that he died for all of your sins? At this moment, like now. Yeah, good plan. A really good plan. Yeah. So then if you guys were to stand before God today and he was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Because we believe in what Jesus did for us on the cross. Yeah. So you just point to, you don't even need to point to because I believe in this. You just point to what he's done for you. You can say, Jesus has already died for my sins. That's why you can let me to heaven. Not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done for me. And so do you think that you'll believe that from today, that that's the only reason why you'll go to heaven? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So then out of 100, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Are you like 50, 80, 100? What do you think? It's like maybe like 80. 80%. Yeah, and your friend? What's your friend? 80. Yeah. 80 as well. Yep. Okay. Now, how much of your punishment did Jesus take for you? 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, how much punishment is left for you to still get in hell? Zero. Zero. So then, if you believe that today, how sure can you be that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100. Yeah, you can be 100% sure. You see that? So we're yeah. not saved by what we do for God, we're saved by what he's done for us. And that's why you can have the certainty of heaven, because if he paid the price for you. So then, mm-hmm. does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No. No, you're right. It has zero part. Now, we still do good things as a way of saying thank you to Jesus and honoring him with our life, but that, that doesn't play any part in saving us at all. And so then let's say you guys had a friend who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Would that friend go to heaven or hell? Hell. Yeah. And why would it be hell? Because they really don't know, like, like you doing good things is not like, you know, like, oh, that like, easy A ticket to go to heaven if you right. know what I mean. Yeah, their trust is not in Jesus. Their trust is in what they've done their own actions, and so they're going to pay for their own sin. But what if you had, like, another friend who said, 
I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. The first reason is because Jesus died for me, and the second is because I'm a good person. Where would where would they end up? I feel like they will end up in heaven because they believe that Jesus died for them. But do they trust that his death is the only reason they're going to heaven? Mm. No, they kind of think it's like 50% Jesus, 50% their own actions, right? Yeah. So then do they really believe that Jesus died for all of their sins? No. No. And so therefore, without fully believing what Jesus did, where do they end up? In hell. In hell, right? Because what it means to trust in Jesus is not just to believe the fact that he died. It means you believe that the only reason you're going to heaven is because of what he's done for you on that cross and not because of anything you've done. And so think back at the beginning of this conversation. What did you guys think was going to get you into heaven? What Jesus did. What you've understood now, but the beginning of the conversation, what did you think? Did you think it was your actions, living God's way, turning from sin? Right. And that's why you guys were only about 50% sure you're going to heaven, because you thought it was your actions rather than fully what Jesus did. And so if you had died then before the conversation started, then where would you have ended up? Hell? Yeah, it would have been. But if you died right now, where do you think you'd go? I don't know. Not sure. Not so sure. Would you say you're not yet trusting that Jesus dying for you is the only reason you go to heaven? Wait, wait, what? So do you now believe that the only reason you're going to heaven is because Jesus died for you? Yes. Yeah. So then is there any punishment left for you to get in hell? No. No. So then how sure are you right now that you're going to heaven? Sure. Would you say 100% sure? Yes. Yeah. What about yourself? <laughs> it's just sometimes like it's kind of hard to like comprehend. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get confused. I understand yeah. it because we, we naturally think it's based on what we do. We think I've got to be worthy of heaven. I've got to be deserving of it. But that's not the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is that while we we're still weak, it says in Romans 5, verse 6, it says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So it wasn't while you were worthy, that's when he died for you. That's why you're weak, why you were helpless. He died for the ungodly. Right? And you might be familiar with this verse, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So based on those two, that verse just there I just gave you, do we go to heaven based on what we do? No, it says it's a gift of God, right? So heaven's a gift from God. If I was to tell you guys, here's $20. It's a gift, but you have to wash my car to get it. Is that $20 really a gift? No. In the same way, right? In the same way with Jesus. He doesn't say, look, I'll die for you, but you've got to be good enough. You've got to pray. No, he says it's a gift. 
which means we just accept it by believing he's already done that for us and we know that we've got the gift of heaven. Is that making sense? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And so then does someone have to spread the gospel to go to heaven? I believe so. Okay. So if you just like if you had to wash my car to get the $20, it wouldn't be a gift. If we had to spread the gospel to go to heaven, is heaven really a gift then? No. No, it wouldn't be, right? You'd be working your way to heaven. You'd be like, I'm doing the good thing, and hopefully God will give me heaven. But spreading the gospel is good. We should do it. But are we saved by what we do for God or because of what he's done for us? What he's done for us. Yeah. So therefore, would you need to spread the gospel to go to heaven then? No. No. What about this? Do you have to get baptized to go to heaven? What do you think? Or are you not sure? I'm going to say no. Yeah. And, I don't know. Right. Yeah, because otherwise if we, say, if, we, if we thought we had to get baptized, we're then trying to get saved by what we do and not by what Jesus has done for us. He's done everything needed. We contribute nothing. To our entry to heaven he's done it all we just believe it and we're saved but we do the good things now because we love him we get baptized we spread the gospel we want to obey him as a way of saying thank you you see that yeah yeah and so would you say this is now what you are trusting in that it's only jesus that saves you and not your works yeah. 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 So then if you died right now, where would you go? Heaven. Yeah. Isn't that a relief knowing that? <laughs> but it's not based on what you've done because we could never be good enough. We fail all the time. But thankfully, yeah. it's based on what Christ has done for us. And this now motivates you want to want to learn more about God and to live your life for him. And a way of learning more about him would be by, by reading the Bible. Do you guys have a Bible at home? Yes. Yeah, nice. Do you read it much? I read it on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How often do you get to read it? Twice a day. Twice a day. Okay. Yeah, like you read like a chapter or something? or Like certain verses. Certain verses, yeah. But it's like this. When you eat food, do you only eat like one, one mouthful of food or do you eat a, do you eat a whole meal? One mouthful. Really? You don't eat like a proper meal? <laughs> no, you eat a proper meal, right? We all do, right? Every day we eat yeah. meals. We don't. One mouthful is not enough to sustain us for the whole day, is it? And that's the same with our Bible reading. Our Bible reading is our spiritual food. And so just reading a verse here or a verse there isn't going to be enough to sustain us every day. So we should read at least the whole chapter of the Bible, a chapter or two each day to help us grow and be sustained in our faith. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah, so I encourage you to do that. Maybe you could even say to yourself this, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. And that gets you into the habit of reading it daily. Yeah. Uh, John is a good place to begin. If you're looking for a place to begin, start in John. That's in the New Testament section. 
Now, also think about your family and friends. If you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? They will say yes. But if you ask them why, why will they go to heaven? Why will you go to heaven? Yeah. I feel like half will say because they do good things. Yeah. yeah. So if they died today, where are they currently going? Hell. Yeah. So what could you do to help them not go there? Talk about what Jesus did for them. Yeah. And That's how he died for it. Yeah, share it with them. That would be one of the most loving things you could ever do for them. It's a good plan. And so let me ask you this. Based on how you've lived your life, if God was to judge you just based on how you've lived, would you say you deserve heaven or hell? Hell? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, shouldn't, we, we should say, yeah, I deserve hell based on how I've lived. Because if we don't acknowledge that, then we won't trust in Jesus if we don't realize we deserve hell. So we deserve hell. But if God was then to ask you, why should I not send you to hell for all of your sins? What would you say to him? You died for me. You like you died for my sins. Yeah, good answer. Very good answer. I'm so glad that you've understood that amazing truth. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it makes you love Jesus and treasure him and make you want to live for him from this point on it's like this if you're in a burning building and a person rescues you from that burning building what would you want to do for the person who saved your life thank them yeah and you don't want to hurt them you, you want to do nice things for them and the same thing with jesus if jesus gave up his own life to save you from a burning hell then what do you want to do for jesus now thank him and, yeah. and now live for him Honor him and obey him with the rest of your life. And that's why we do those things. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any questions or any comments? No, I don't, yeah, I don't have any either. Yeah, it's good. I'll share with you the the username on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube is needgod.net. So I encourage you to follow on there if you haven't. And... Yeah, feel free to check the videos out. But also, if you have any more questions you think of, you can also send a message through to me there and I can get back to you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You. My pleasure. My name's Ryan. I'm from Australia. What was your name? Mine, well, it's a long name, so they call me ZZ. ZZ? <laughs> yeah. And mine's is Mina. Mina, hey, great to meet the both of you. I'm so glad that God's allowed this conversation to happen. And now that you know it, you can share that truth with others that you know. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, God bless you. you guys. Thanks so much for the awesome conversation. Good. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was a great chat there with those two girls, Zizi and Mia or Mina. Uh, let's pray for them. Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray for those two girls. Thank you for the conversation it was and they got to hear and be open-minded and come to acknowledge your amazing truth, profess faith in him. So, Lord, we do pray that you'd keep them strong, keep them faithful, serving you and growing in their faith now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give me an undivided heart
fear your name. Teach me to walk in righteous paths and follow in your ways. For you are gracious and forgiving. Hear, O Lord, and answer me. All right. I'm just going to answer a question in the chat. I love Blue Christian Man's asked. He says, I agree we don't sleep until judgment, uh, but can you show me a scripture that states that we go to the third heaven immediately after we die? Why can't we be going to a temporarily good place until judgment? Because, as I showed in those passages earlier, Philippians 1.23 says, I desire to depart and be with Christ. So where's Christ right now? Sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. So it's obvious that it's talking about heaven, the dwelling place of God. The dwelling place of God is where believers go when they die. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Uh, Ian and Nicholas, Noah and others, uh, Ariana. They were very receptive and humble. To God be all the glory. Uh, Calvin's asked, do you get judged before you get to go to heaven or hell? You go to heaven or hell the moment you die, awaiting judgment day. When judgment day begins is, is after Jesus returns. That's when you're raised physically from the dead and go to heaven or hell permanently. Forever. Nice. And in terms of what Paul was meaning in terms of the levels, like first heaven, third heaven, so on, there's not levels of heaven, there's the one heaven, which is the God dwelling place of God. But he's saying that there's three different uses of the word heaven. The first use of the word is the sky, the atmosphere, the sky just above us, where birds fly. Uh, the second use is stars, planets, and galaxies. And the third use of the word heaven is God's dwelling place. And so that's usually when we talk about where do you go when you die, and we say heaven, we're talking about God's dwelling place, being with Christ. Yeah, nice. You got, it, you got that right, silly goose. Good job. Okay. Well, let's um, get into another chat in just a moment. Does it state anywhere in the Bible that aliens or extraterrestrial plant life is not possible? Extraterrestrial plant life? We know this. God made everything. So if there are aliens, they'd be made by God anyway. Do we have any evidence of aliens? No. Does the Bible talk about extraterrestrial life? No. So I don't even think there's any need to really speculate about it. We have never seen it, observed, or have any evidence of it, nor does the Bible speak of it. Instead, the only time the word alien appears in the Bible is referring to us as being strangers on this earth, that our home is up in heaven, not here on this earth. We're just passing by here on this earth. So that was Zizi and Mia, I think, or something like that. Good chat with those two girls. Okay, it's time for another uh, conversation. Let's go. Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey there. 
Hey. Thank you, my brother. Oh, hey oh, oh my god! No, there's no way it's not for you! There's no way it's not for you! Hey guys, how You're you doing? No, 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 if it's actually you, say hi! This is me. Yeah, hey guys. How you doing? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you, you, can I ask you guys? Are you guys Christians yourself? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Praise God. And so can I ask you, how, how sure are you out of 100 that you'll go to heaven? Um... Let's see. I feel like I'm like 60% sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And your friend or brother? Yeah, I'm same. You 60%? She says same. Same? Okay. All right. So now, would you say that you guys have been good people? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Because there will be a judgment day when God judges us based on what we've done. So, for example, have you guys ever told a lie before? Yeah. 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 I've told lies too. Like, have you ever used bad language yes but yes. we're trying to change for the better that's good i commend you that's a really good thing what about this one have you ever been angry or rude to someone yes yeah now i'm not judging i've done the exact same things as well but if god was to judge you based on those things do you think you'd be innocent or guilty guilty right so if you're guilty do you deserve to be rewarded or punished punished right and does that punishment sound like heaven or hell hell yeah not a place we want to go to that's a lake of fire so what could you do at this point so you don't get sent to hell um well like try to live like christ and try our best not to sin as much okay that's a good plan so let's say you did no more sins from now on does that fix all the past sins that you've done no. No. So that means we've still got all that punishment coming our way for all of the past sins we've done, which will still send us to hell, which is mm-hmm. why we need someone who could take our hell punishment on our behalf. Because if yes. someone takes 100% of your punishment, how much punishment is left for you? Zero. Right. So then if you don't have to go to hell anymore, then where would you get to go to? heaven you got it and that person who's willing to do that for you is jesus that's why he died on the cross and came back to life three days later does that make sense yeah yes so if jesus does that for you guys then takes your punishment where do you go when you die heaven yeah so why do you get to go to heaven because jesus died for our sins that's the reason yeah good answer now he does it as a free gift to you which means you don't have to do any good deeds to get it but you've just got to accept that gift from Jesus. And that's by trusting in your mind that he's already died for all of your past sins as well as all of your future sins too. You get that? Yes. So let's say you do trust that today. But then tomorrow you do five more bad things and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? Um, I think still heaven because you said that he knows our future sins as well. Good listening. You got that well. Yeah, well done. He does for your future sins, so it would still be heaven if you're still trusting in Jesus. But what if you don't trust that Jesus died for you? Where would you end up? Hell. Correct. And since you definitely don't want to go to hell, when should you start trusting he died for your sins? Like from the beginning. Yeah, even from this day on, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, because a moment ago you were trusting in maybe being a good person or stopping sin to get to heaven. Don't trust in that to get you to heaven. Otherwise, you're trying to bribe your way to heaven. It doesn't work. Instead, mm-hmm. we trust in what Jesus did to get us there, and that means he can let us in. Do you see that? Yes. So Thank let's you. Say, yeah, no worries. So then let's say you guys are standing before God today, and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say to him? Um, I think I'd say, like, because, like, we know that he's the truth and we're trying other than others that are, like, knowing the truth aren't trying. Like, okay. we're not trying to be lukewarm. Right, okay. Now, do we go to heaven, based on what I shared with you, do we go to heaven because of what we do for God or because of what he's done for us? Um... Or not sure. I think it's what we do. What we do? Okay. Now, just keep in mind, though, God's standard is 100% perfection. Right? He says that, Jesus said that in Matthew 5, 48. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was based on what we did for him, we would have to be 100% perfect. And have you, have you been perfect? Nope. No. So, therefore... It can't be based on what we do for him because we haven't met the standard. Because I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like if a criminal gets caught by the police and he says, judge, I, I broke the law, but I've only broken 10% of the laws of society. I haven't broken 50% of the laws like the other person over there. Would the judge just let the criminal go free? No. No, and that's the same with us and God. Even if we say, look, God, I tried to follow you. He's going to say, so, but did you perfectly follow me? No. And so, therefore, we would still be sent to hell. But what was Jesus willing to do for you? Die for us. Right. If he dies for your sins, where do you end up? Heaven. Yeah. So why why do you get to go to heaven then? Because Jesus died for us. Right. So not because of... Yeah, so not because of what you do for him, but because of what he's done for you. Do you see that? Yeah. Yes. So then if you're back in that situation where God asks you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say to him? Because Jesus died for our sins. Great answer. That's the spot on answer. Well done. Are you guys going to believe that from this moment on, that that's the only reason you'll go to heaven? Yes. Yeah, you should. Because if we say no, we think, no, there's other reasons, then we're not trusting 100% in Jesus to save us. And he won't save us if we don't trust 100% in him. So Mm -hmm. then, does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No. You're right. We still do good things now as a way of saying thank you to the Lord for what he's done for us, but we don't do them to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So out of a hundred then, how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's the good news. We can be um, certain of heaven because it's not based on what we've done, but based on what he's done for us. It's, it's amazing, isn't yep. it? Yep. So let's say, though, you guys had a friend who said to you, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Now, would that friend go to heaven or hell? Um, I think it depends if they believe. Like, are they strictly just saying it's just because I did good things? Yeah, let's say that just because of that. Then probably not. Yeah, they go to hell because their trust is—is is it in Jesus or themselves? 
in themselves. Yeah, and therefore they pay for their own sin. But let's let's mm-hmm. change the scenario a bit. Let's say someone says to you, I'm going to heaven because of two reasons. First reason is because Jesus died for me. Second reason is because I think I'm a good person. Where would that person go? Um, I think still hell because you need to like fully depend on Christ. Well done. Great answer. It would still be hell because they're trusting 50-50, 50% Jesus, 50% what they've done. So they go to hell for their own sin. Now think yeah. back then at the beginning of this conversation, just a few moments ago, what were you guys thinking was going to get you to heaven? Probably like committing less sin yeah. and not really focusing on Jesus dying for us. Right. So you're trusting in your own actions. And so if you had died before this conversation started, then where would you have ended up? Probably hell. It would have been. But if you were to die this very moment, where would you go? Heaven. Yeah, if your trust is now in Jesus, then that would make this conversation like a big turning point in your life, wouldn't it? Yes. Wow, that's awesome to hear that. And as a result, this makes you treasure Jesus and love him and desire to live for him, just out of thankfulness for what he's done for you. Now, do you guys have a Bible at home? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you read it much? Yes. Yeah, cool. Like every day? Yeah. I try to read like we try to read at least two chapters a day. Yeah, good job, you guys. Keep that up. That's an epic thing to do because it's going to help you to grow and help you stay on the right path. Good, good, mm-hmm. good idea. Now think about your family and friends. Uh, if you were to ask them why they think they'll go to heaven, what do you think their answer would be? Probably because they're good people. Right. So if they died today, where are they currently going? Hell. So what could you do to help them not go there? Um, Tell them or remind them that they should fully depend on Jesus because he died for our sins. Yeah, you can share that message with them. And that would be one of the most loving things you could ever do for them. It's a good plan. Now, does somebody have to spread the gospel to go to heaven? No, but TikTok, they make up this crazy stuff. They do, I know, sadly. <laughs> because if it were, if you had to spread the gospel to go to heaven, then you're basically trying to work your way to heaven. It's not a free gift anymore. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. But we can't work our way there. It's a free gift from Jesus. Does somebody have to get baptized to go to heaven? Um, No. You're right. You're right. I think so. What about this? Does someone have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Uh, yes, I think they do. Now, praying and asking forgiveness is a good thing that God wants us to do. Like, it's good to pray and confess our sins to God. But do we go to heaven based on the good things that we do? No. No. So then if praying and reading our Bible and, and asking forgiveness are good things, then would they be required for us to go to heaven? No. No, we do them because we're going to heaven, but we don't do them to get ourselves to heaven. Yes. Right? Because we're not forgiven because we ask for it. We're forgiven because of what? Because Jesus died for our sins. Exactly right. You got it. That's why. And we just got to believe that that's the reason why we're going to heaven. Yeah, that's good that you guys have understood that really well. And do you guys have any questions yourself? Um, do you have a question? I don't think I have a question. Yeah. 
So just let me ask you this then. So if God was to judge you purely based on everything you've ever done, your own actions, would you say you deserve heaven or hell? I don't think any of us deserve heaven Correct. because we're born sinners. Yeah, but Jesus died for us. So yeah. now we're given that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. So it's always good to remember, based on how you've lived, based on how I've lived, we definitely deserve to go to hell. But we get to go to heaven because of what Jesus did for us if we're trusting in him alone. Yes. Yeah. Has this been like an eye-opener for you guys? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, technically, this is the day that you guys have actually become a Christian if you're now trusting only in Jesus to save you. Yes. Because before you were trying to bribe your way to heaven, earn your way there, and you would have been rejected on Judgment Day. Because yeah. you might have heard of this verse. I'll read it out to you. Matthew 7, 22, 23. It says, On that day, so the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then Jesus will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, you've heard of that one before? Yes. Yeah. Now, what were those people thinking was going to get them into heaven? Just being good people and yeah. doing good for themselves. Right. So spreading the gospel, casting out demons, doing wonderful things for Jesus. So they thought it was their actions then, didn't they? Yeah. And that's precisely why they're told, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Because if you think it's your own actions... God judges you on your own actions and he sees all the sins you've done. And that's mm -hmm. why they shouldn't, we shouldn't be relying on our own actions to save us. We should be relying upon the Savior who, who gave up his life for us. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, my name's Ryan, by the way. I'm from Australia. What was your names? Um, her, the girl to the right is named Brittany and my name is Rebecca. Awesome. Hey, great to meet you, uh, Brittany and Rebecca. Um, that's so good that I got to meet you guys and you got to hear this message today. The mm -hmm. username on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube is needgod.net. So, yeah, make sure you're following on there. Is this going to be on TikTok? <laughs> uh, most likely not. Uh, but I I chat to a lot of people. I'm just glad I get to share the gospel with you guys. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm glad that. God's allowed it to happen. But feel free to jump over to our YouTube stream. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also jump into the YouTube stream. You, and we have had this conversation on there. And you can maybe um, listen into the next conversations we have there too. And that can be encouraging. Okay. Thank yeah. you for this. This was very helpful. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. And God bless you guys. Look forward to seeing you up in heaven. Yep. God bless you. All right. See you guys. Bye. We are children of the promise, the beloved of the Lord, one with everlasting kindness, what is sacrificial blood, bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go. Rejoice, come and lift your hands. Worthy of all praise, rejoice.
Sing the mercies of your King, and with trembling rejoice. Hey, we had two good chats in a row. That's been awesome. Yeah, that's what Ian said. Yes, Gustavo said we've got fireworks. Praise God. What have we got? Fireworks for 4,550 people chatted to. God, is good. Heavenly Father, do you pray for Brittany and Rebecca. Thank you for the great chat it was with them. We leave them in your care. May they be continuing to grow and uh, live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's do another one. We're having some good chats today, aren't we? Who's God got for us next? Hey. Hey, hey, Carlos. <laughs> awesome. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey. How you doing? Oh, hi. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. What about yourself? I'm good, thank you. That's good, good. And so, yeah, yeah I guess we got a lot of tags <laughs> we, we do so, i've talked to uh chris before oh carissa you say yeah carissa yeah oh, nice and how was that uh, uh it was good oh good and have you thought more about what you guys talked about uh yeah i think uh i think right now i need to just finish the bible <laughs> Great. So you're reading through the Bible. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. Which part are you up to? Uh, I read through Genesis and then I kind of like flip flopped and I started uh, looking at Revelation. And then I was like, that's right. a bad idea. <laughs> so now I'm like partway through Proverbs. <laughs> Interesting. So you've gone. I've kind of bounced and, around. And then in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My recommendation is to read through the New Testament first. So you mm -hmm. can start in like John or you can even start in Matthew, but just get through the entire New Testament first and then that'll give mm -hmm. a good context for the rest of the Bible. For sure. You answered my question the other day in the oh, chat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? Which one was your question? Um, I think I had a question about, let me try to remember what it was. Oh, it was about like the goodness of God being eternal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. And that was helpful when I said? Yeah, that was helpful. Thank you. Nice. Good. And so for yourself, where are you at? Are you are you at the point where you're like, I'm not ready to trust in Jesus yet? Or you are? Or what, where, where would you say you are right now? Um, I think that I find it hard to trust my own judgment completely, if that makes any sense. Um. I was atheist for a long time. Uh, so it's kind of like I can look back now and see things that I thought were definitely correct um, or were good decisions. Um, and because I know now that I was wrong about certain things, it makes me question my judgment going forward. So it's difficult for me to like take a leap and like, uh, like trust in a religion, if that makes any sort of sense. Like out of fear that I'm wrong. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a big decision. But at the same time, we all do make decisions based on things that we believe and things that we know are true. So you might 
jump into a car and drive a place with your parents or with someone because you're like, this car's not going to explode as I, I'm sitting inside of it. Yeah, right. for and sure. You're in a house probably right now, so you probably trust the builder of the house did a good enough job that it won't fall down on you. For sure. And I think we can trust God. God is going to be infinitely trustworthy and he's shown it even the person of Jesus. Jesus never lied, never did any evil. And he backed up his claims by doing miraculous things, even coming back to life from the dead. Mm -hmm. So I think we can trust him and therefore, you know, even stake our eternity on him. Because if you don't have Jesus, mm -hmm. who's going to pay for your sins? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's your only hope. Right? It's like if you're a bit mm -hmm. scared about like you're in a plane that's crashing, but you're not sure. Like you've never tried a parachute on before, you've never had experience with that. But because you know the plane's crashing and you've got the parachute in your hand, you're gonna say, "This is my only hope." So I'm putting it on, and trusting in yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think you do that with, with Jesus. Maybe you don't know everything about him, but you know that he is your only hope to be saved from going to hell. Mm. Your audio is getting a little bit muffled. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure why. Okay. That would be, but yeah, it might be my headphones, honestly. Potentially, um, you, you sound alright to me, but it could be the headphones. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, what would you say? Like, let's say you you stood before God today, and He asked you, "Why should I let you into heaven?" What do you think you would say? I don't think that He would. <laughs> Well, um, maybe I, he does. Like we don't know if he does. He may, because God asked Adam, "Where are you, Adam?" God knows where Adam was, but He still asked the question, "Where are you, Adam?" Yeah, so, I I don't think that I would have any case for myself because I haven't uh, I haven't accepted Jesus. So I don't think I think if I died today, there would be no case for myself. Hmm. I yeah, because. We're not worthy of heaven. We are wicked. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that we deserve hell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, good. So we deserve um, hell. I think it's... Sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's, um, it's hard for me to, like... Let me think of how to word this. Um, I think it's like really easy uh, if maybe like you were raised in a Christian household or uh, you were a Christian for a time period and then you've kind of like fallen away from the faith to hear things like, you know, are you a good person? Like, uh, would God let you into heaven? You know, you need Jesus for like X, Y, Z. He forgave your sins. Um, I think that's easy to accept for someone who already is a Christian um, or maybe knows more about Christianity. But I think because I'm not sure whether or not that's my belief right now, like I'm, I'm sure a hundred percent that I believe in God, but because I'm unsure about religion, um, I don't know if like I necessarily believe that or not, if that makes any sort of sense. Okay. <laughs> like I okay, think yeah, it yeah. might. I appreciate that. I appreciate where, where you're coming from. So you you believe there's a God, which is which is really good. And would mm -hmm. you agree that there would be a heaven and a hell? Yes. Yeah. 
So, and you would agree that you've done sinful things in your life, right? Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. So on that basis alone, even without looking at any religious texts, you can know that since you've done bad, you'd have to be punished and that would be being sent to hell. Yes. So then what's what's your solution? How could you avoid that? I don't know. Yeah, because good deeds won't It's be hard good. because, yeah, I, I understand, like, the notion or I guess need uh, for Jesus in some ways to, like, die to forgive sins, right? Yeah. But, like, it starts getting confusing for me because I've looked at Islam and Christianity, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, like... I know that in Islam, um, it's more so like, or I could be wrong, I want to preface this, but I think from my understanding that it's more so good deeds uh, weighed against bad deeds, right? So like, I don't know which one makes more sense to me. And I think it would be easy if I like 100% believe the Bible already to just look at scripture and be like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is what scripture says. So this is what I think. Um, but because I don't, I don't have that background, it's difficult. Right. But I don't even think it's just based on the Bible. That's why I don't reject Islam merely because of the Bible. I reject Islam mm-hmm. because it's illogical. It'd be like this. In a court of law, if a criminal is found guilty on 10 charges, but then he happened to do 20 good things the next day, he still gets punished for his 10 charges, doesn't he? Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> and yet, the concept in Islam is that he should be let free because he did 20 good things, which is illogical. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I reject that idea of doing more good than bad because it just doesn't make good logical sense. Yeah, so, I could agree with that. And, I and also, that, And that same problem is not just with Islam, though. That's also with Hinduism, Buddhism, and all the other religions. They all think it's based on doing more good than bad. Only Christianity is mm-hmm. the one that's different. For sure. That makes a lot of sense to me. That's good. Um, yeah. And so then, if you, if no amount of good deeds you could do would ever fix your bad, you need a, you're you going to have to get punished for your own sin unless you mm-hmm. have someone perfect who takes the punishment on your behalf. Yeah, that makes sense. Can I ask you a question about Jesus? Um, So my question basically is like, how did Jesus exist prior to his human form? Like, I understand that since Jesus is God, that Jesus must be eternal, you know, like like the Father, like the Holy Spirit. Um, But like, what was differentiating the Father from the Son prior to creation Hmm. they are distinct persons so they've always Mm -hmm. there's always been the father son and holy spirit they each have their own minds their own thoughts their own will and they can each speak independently from each other and yet they're still the one being with each other They're, they're equal and they're all eternal what happened at the incarnation so 2000 years ago is that jesus then took on another nature he's still got his divinity now he hasn't lost anything there 
he's just added to that he's now he now has a human nature as well two natures in the one person mm. yeah and so it, it actually jesus says in john's gospel he says father restore to me the glory that i had with you before the world existed and so that because what because the reason why he says that because on the earth jesus didn't have glory he was as a human as a as a as a human who had to eat sleep and do other things like that still god but he didn't have the glory that he had before he came down to the earth hmm. it's hard for me to imagine in my head like because <laughs> i feel like uh it's maybe easier for me to differentiate between like the father and the Holy spirit prior to creation. Um, but then in my head, I'm kind of like, okay, well, if, if Jesus is still God, um, and he has all the same qualities, uh, as the father, then like, what was there to say, like, this thing is different from this thing in some sort of way. Like what was there to differentiate the persons? Do you know what I mean? Like, how did we, like how how does that happen? <laughs> I guess. Well, but the Holy Spirit is God as well. Yeah. Right. So it'd be the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that they've all existed simultaneously for all creation. Uh, I mean, for mm. all eternity, not just from creation, but for all eternity, they've always existed, and they were not phys they're not physical. They're spirit. God is spirit, and so mm. that would mean. You can't kind of put them in a box. You can't say, look, oh, there's the Father, there's the Son, there's the Holy Spirit, because okay. they're, they're spiritual <laughs> beings, not physical beings. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's why God says don't make any idols, don't make any statues of God or pictures of God because mm -hmm. he, he's unseen. He's spiritual. For sure. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to realize that like, if you, like, let's say you sped on the road, you got a speeding fine. I decide to say, look, here's the money to pay your speeding fine. But you say, no, I don't want it. Well, then you're left paying your own speeding fine, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, God's justice will be satisfied somehow, either by you in hell for eternity or Jesus taking on the cross. Mm -hmm. So that's your choice. Do you say, no, I don't want it, Jesus, and you go to hell forever? Which would be absolutely crazy to do that. Mm. <laughs> or, or don't you think you should accept his kind gift to you? For sure. I think, I think God definitely exists, and I think that heaven and hell are definitely possibilities. Um, but you didn't just say possibilities. You said before you, you do believe there's a heaven and hell. Yeah, I, th I think that that would be realistic. I think that if God exists, then God must have a will, right? Um, and there must be some sort of uh, separation from God, I guess, if you aren't in alignment. Right. Um, Punishment for doing so, Yeah, definitely. So in that way, I would say I believe in heaven and hell. Um, and you know that you would deserve hell because you've done bad things? Mm-hmm. So you're in that situation that where you're with, <laughs> yes. you can either reject Christ and you go to that place of punishment, which you know exists, or you can have the forgiveness that Jesus offers you and enter paradise when you die. Yeah. 
So that's that's your option. So it makes sense. Like, don't put it off. Say maybe once I finish reading the Bible, that's when I'll really mm -hmm. um, come to believe. No, you can believe today. You know you need it. And as you read that's the Bible true. more, you'll you'll learn more. But you've already got enough information to know that Jesus is your only hope. Yeah, so would you say that you are <laughs> now trusting that Jesus paid for all of your sin? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think, it, interestingly enough, like, you know, when people talk about, like, the end times? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that I, I think I believe in that. So then it's like how I don't think I can believe in one without the other. Do you know what I mean? Like if the end times are real, then like Jesus must be the Messiah, right? Mm. So like I think we I don't know. Jesus is I, I agree that the end times is real and Jesus has shown himself to be true. He's not like Muhammad mm -hmm. who just lived, died, and did no miracles in the in the meantime. He agreed. He did no miracles and he didn't come back to life from the dead. But Jesus' life is so different. He did miracles. He lived sinlessly. And he rose from the dead on the third day. And we can know that just from the even just the historical accounts from the time 2,000 years ago. Mm. So he's trustworthy, and that's why you can place your trust in him. Yeah. What do you mean when you say that God is like entirely spirit? Yeah, it says in John, uh, when Jesus was speaking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, Jesus says, God is spirit, and he desires people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very different to other religions where people say, oh, God is this tree over here, or God is the cow, or God is the statue. When the Bible makes mm -hmm. clear, no, God is unseen. God is since he's the maker of the universe, he can't be the universe itself. He must be beyond it. Mm -hmm. And so that is why he's spirit, because spirit is the only thing that would be beyond the universe. For sure. That makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. These are great questions you've got. Really mm -hmm. good questions. And so, so if you do trust in Jesus today, but then you sin again five times tomorrow, would you go to heaven or hell? I'd say we go to heaven because Jesus died for my sins. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, future sins. Um, as well. Yeah, that's why we don't just have a possibility of heaven; we have the certainty of it. And when you do come to trust in Jesus, you're going to feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders because you won't be feeling like I know I'm going to hell, I'm condemned, and you're going to feel depressed about that. No, if you trust mm -hmm. in Jesus, you're going to feel the joy of your salvation knowing where you're heading when you die. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of want to ask you a question about God. Yeah, go. It doesn't, um, I'm just curious to see what you think, but like um, if God is like the only thing uh, that exists eternally, right? Um, then would you say that God is ultimate reality? Because it's, 
you describe God as spirit. So like, I'm, I'm curious if those are like intertwined for you or what your perspective is. So it depends what you mean by reality. So God mm -hmm. has created a physical reality, which we're part of and we are physical. But yes, at the same time, God is reality. He is real. Mm -hmm. And he's, but he's the source of every other part of reality. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious if you would still say that, like, that spirit of God is, like, the ultimate reality, since that really is only the only thing that exists eternally, right? Like, sure. can we say yeah. that that is, yeah. I guess okay. if you're meaning in that sense, then, yeah, he is ultimate reality, and he then has created the rest of reality. I was having thoughts about this last night. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of fresh on my interesting, mind. Interesting, uh, yeah, deep but... thoughts you've got, <laughs> which is good. Do you think there's anything I holding love... you back then? Like, do you think there's any, anything holding you back from trusting in Jesus at this point? Yeah, I think just um, just the fear of being wrong, I guess. Although, like, what other alternative do you I, have? Like, you only fear being wrong if you've got a possibility of another answer or another thing. Mm -hmm. But if you realize you've come to re logically realize there is no other option for me to get to heaven apart from having Jesus die for me, then mm -hmm. it's the only one you believe. Like, even yeah, if you, I do you see the point? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in my head though, like, uh. I don't know, like, what if every religion is wrong? Do you know what I mean? And then, like, I choose something, and then it's wrong, and then, like, somehow I'm punished for choosing the wrong thing, if that makes just, any sort of just remember, sense. Yep, I understand, but just remember, we are, God's made us as logical beings, so we can think logically about it, and we can realize mm -hmm. that you already know that you deserve punishment for everything bad you've done. Mm -hmm. So you're in that situation where you're currently going to hell mm -hmm. and this is then the way out by having the solution God would provide. And it makes logical sense that God would be providing this kind of solution because he then gets all the credit. If we somehow got to heaven based on doing good deeds, which doesn't make sense, you'd get the credit. You'd get the glory. And it, God's not going to make you get the glory because God is infinite. He's all he deserves every bit of glory so even our salvation will be not dependent upon our efforts but on what he's done for us mm -hmm. that makes sense <laughs> thank you <laughs> you know like if you're, let's say you're crossing the road today and you didn't realize but there was actually a truck speeding coming straight towards you mm -hmm. and, I, and I yell out watch out there's a truck move out the way what are you going to do move out of the way right. you're not just going to stand yeah. there and say oh i'm going to think about it for a while you move out, move out mm -hmm. the way as quick as you can you're in that exact situation right now hell is coming towards you closer and closer every second that goes by mm -hmm. and you know that's real and so shouldn't you get out of the way of going to hell by trusting what christ did for you yes i probably should Definitely should. Can I ask, um, yep. were you 
always a Christian or do you have like a testimony of some sort? I became a Christian at the age of 15. How I did it, how that happened is I picked up a Bible, started reading through the entire New Testament. And from that, Mm -hmm. I saw my own sinfulness. I saw I was a bad person who deserved to go to hell for what I've done wrong. And then from that moment, I was like, well, I'd be an absolute fool to reject this kind gift from God. If I'm accepting Mm -hmm. his air to breathe right now, why would I accept this best gift of him dying for my sins? And so from that moment on, I I trusted in him. And honestly, you never look back. Mm -hmm. And you know that that he's true because who can come back to life from the dead unless they're actually empowered by God? And we've got that with Jesus. His his death, his resurrection are historical facts. Mm-hmm. And so we can know that it's impossible for it to be wrong. Do you think, um, because God is omnipresent, do you think uh, when God was in the form of Jesus, that Jesus kept that omnipresence? He wasn't omnipresent in terms of his human nature, but you could say in regards to his divine nature, he still was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, what omnipresence is, it's a confuse. sometimes it can be confusing what, what it means. It, basically, it's related to his knowing everything. It's, it's an attribute mm-hmm. that's related to his omniscience because God... Like at the moment, where is Jesus? Well, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you, in a sense, then he's not physically with me. He's not sitting over there. Or he's not standing over there. But what it means, when we, where we get it from, is in the Bible it says, where can I escape your presence? If I went up to the, some high up in the sky, you're going to be there. If I go down to the depths of the earth, you're going to be there as well. I can't hide from your presence. Meaning God is... He's he's knows everything about every part of the universe, so it's like he's there physically with you. We can't escape. Okay. That's what omnipresence is referring to. All right. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So today's the day for you to believe the gospel. There's nothing else. Like, I, I don't think there's anything really that is stopping you. Sometimes what stops people is a love of sin. Like, I want to live life my own way. I like doing sinful things. Do you think that might be holding you back in some way? I don't think so. I'm I'm kind of a boring person, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do much. I just, yep. I do school. I, you know what I mean? I'm not like, I don't go out and drink i don't yeah uh, do i don't pray? really do you pray much i do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah good 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 yeah and and so you you know you care about god which is good which is really good and you see that living life your own way is bad for you and doesn't make sense if you're living in someone else's universe not mm-hmm. your own right yeah <laughs> so Hmm. I think just like you don't say to yourself, going back to the example I gave earlier, you don't say to yourself, 
I'm not 100% certain that the car won't explode as I sit in it. Mm-hmm. But you can you can believe beyond a reasonable doubt that it's not going to explode as you get into it. <laughs> yes. Right? And so therefore you jump into the mm-hmm. car. And so maybe if you think that, you can think I can know beyond reasonable doubt that Jesus is who I need and he's the one who died for my sins. I'm going to trust in him. And that then helps mm-hmm. you then say, well, who cares about those crazy thoughts? Like, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? You just say, like, I know it beyond any sort of reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. So I trust in my Lord to save me. Mm-hmm. What, do you think? what are your thoughts? Tell <laughs> I don't know what's me. stopping me. <laughs> well, you'd, I don't move, know. you'd move out the way from that car because you see it's for the truck coming towards you because you know that it's going to hit you and going to be painful and it's going to kill you. Mm. The reality of hell is even worse. Right? Being in a place of eternal torment where God's punishing forever, I could not think of anything worse. Mm-hmm. So, what possible options have you got to avoid that hell punishment you deserve? <laughs> Just one, <laughs> so I guess. Are you going to accept that one option you've got? I guess I'd have to. <laughs> good, good. So why not today? Yeah. Say, I believe that now, that he died, he died for my sins. I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 when, when you say, I don't know, what's making you say that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not sure why, but if there's only one option and therefore there's no possibility, oh, I should have picked the other option because you know that's not an option. Mm. And therefore you got nothing to lose, you got everything to gain. (laughs) (laughs) So you trust in Christ. It's true. I think, um, I don't know. Do you think that trusting in Jesus would mean to, I guess, not just trust that he died for your sins, but trust that, like, uh, you're going to let him lead your life? Yeah, that will be a result, definitely. He is your master of your life. I, I think that for whatever reason that scares me. <laughs> I think um, the notion of like not in not in the way of like wanting to do sinful things, but more so in the way of like wanting to, I guess, like know what decision I'm gonna make and what's gonna happen, um, just in like regular day to day, like regular life. Um, feeling as if that's out of my control in some sort of a way, I think freaks me out. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. But just remember how weak we are as humans. We are frail. (laughs) Like even a a little bug can kill us, right? Mm. So we're so weak and dependent upon our creator. In fact, if God just took away the air from our life, we're gone, right? We we can't breathe air, we're, we're dead. And so if that's the case, we can trust God and he can, we can say, God, you lead me where you want me to go because I know your decision is better. It's best. 
Yeah, and it's, I, I realize that that thought process is illogical at the same time because God is all-knowing, right? So God would know better what's good for me than, than I would know what's good for me. Um, but it freaks me out nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I can't logically make sense of that. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's if, if the person who we're trusting, God himself, is showing himself to be infinitely trustworthy and he made the universe, which we know, and he knows everything, don't you think the way he'd want you to lead your life is going to be best for you anyway? Yes, I would agree. <laughs> there you go. So therefore you can say, I can trust God with my life. <laughs> yeah. Right. I agree. It just freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, and, and you'll get more used to it. Like initially it might have freaked you out to ride a bicycle, but after you practice mm -hmm. quite a while, you got more confident now. It doesn't freak you out. And that could be like this. You just begin to have those small steps of trusting God mm. and before long you're like yeah it makes sense like i can trust him fully and he never lets me down mm -hmm. yeah so even call out to god you know say god i'm sorry for my sin thank you that you've sent jesus to pay for everything wrong i've ever done thank you mm -hmm. that my salvation is secure help me now to live my life for you as a result mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself loving God as a result and therefore not sinning as much. You'll find yourself giving control of your life over to God. You'll read your Bible more. You want to share this good news with others because you don't want them to go to hell. And you'll just be a more joyful person in general. Well, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. And... Yeah, I'm hoping that you don't let this day go by. Mm. Right. I know that, um, what was her name, Krista? Uh, Carissa. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I know Carissa has Discord. I have her Discord. But do you oh, have awesome. Discord as well? Yeah, you should join the neegod.net server we've got. Uh, so this is the, if you go to that website, on there there's the invite link. It's the Discord icon. Just press on the icon. That's the invite link to the needgold.net Discord server. And, yeah, and then you can be part of it. You'll see my username. I'm in there as well. And you can then be part of the community of people there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> now, just quickly, though, so if somebody says, I'm going to heaven because of Jesus and because they got baptized, would they go to heaven or hell? I think that if we're saying that your deeds or like the acts uh, aren't what send you to heaven, uh, then I don't know if baptism would be necessary Correct. in that way. Um, but I also, the notion of like uh, all of the different denominations um, and different like interpretations of things is also confusing to me. <laughs> Okay. So, like, I know there's people who would be like, yeah, you need to get baptized. Um, and then there's other people who would be like, no, it's not necessary. You should do X, Y, Z. So it yeah. that's confusing for me, for sure. True, true. That, that, I can imagine that would be confusing. But that's why you just think we can thankfully use our logical brains to see, okay, well, if heaven's a free gift, 
Do you have to pay for a gift? If someone gives you no, no you just accept <laughs> no. it, right? You don't work for it even. Mm. You just get it. You accept it. And so if heaven's a gift, which we know it is, then therefore it cannot be based on any good deed. So not mm. baptism, not spreading the gospel, communion, or anything else like that. And so that helps you see, okay, well, because the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church both teach that baptism and other sacraments are needed to go to heaven, then they're actually rejecting the idea of a gift and making me try and mm -hmm. work for it. They can't be true. Why do you think that that's their belief? Yeah, because sadly they don't hold to the Bible as the supreme authority. They hold to tradition and whatever the Pope says or patriarchs say as their authority so the word of man as opposed to the word of god uh, but secondly because people often don't want to trust in christ alone to save they want to think that they've done something to contribute to their salvation so it's why people like islam because they can think look i've done more good things than bad things it really appeals to their pride and so people want that similar concept and sometimes they bring it into christianity by saying yeah it's based on all your deeds as well as jesus and that's robbing God of the glory, and therefore Jesus will not pay for those people's sins. I'll give you an example. If, I, if you told me that you were going to buy me a ticket to a concert, but I wasn't really sure if you really were, and so I went ahead and bought my own ticket, was I really trusting you? No. <laughs> right, in the same way. People think, yeah, Jesus died for my sins, but I'm not sure if that's enough to get me to heaven. I'm going to make sure I do enough good deeds just in case they're not trusting Jesus then, are they? Mm. And Where does baptism come from? It's in the Bible. Uh, like when did baptism start? Yeah, so it is in the Bible. The first mention of it is in the New Testament with John the Baptist baptizing people and then Jesus' disciples baptizing people. Jesus himself didn't baptize anyone. But it's basically just a public declaration to the world to say, hey, everyone, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to symbolize mm -hmm. the act that, to tell you that I'm doing that, that I am a Christian by the act of going in the water and coming out. It's like a person's wedding ring. The wedding ring doesn't make them married, but it's a sign mm -hmm. to others that the person is married. See that? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so even if the person took off their wedding ring, they're still married. And so even if a person hasn't ever been baptized, they can still be a Christian if their trust is in what Jesus has done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you, uh, is meetgod.net Protestant or evangelical or like, what is it? Yeah, it's just Christian, um, just Bible-believing okay. Christian. But basically, if you're not Catholic or Orthodox, you would be technically classed as Protestant. Protestant just okay. means you believe whatever the Bible has to say. And evangelical is simply a umbrella underneath Protestantism. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that helps then to know, okay, so when you're trying to find a church, you don't go to a church that teaches that your works play any part in salvation. Mm -hmm. um, in, in fact, I recommend like, like a Baptist church is usually pretty good. So you can look for a Baptist mm -hmm. church around you or something like that. That would be good. Maybe have you started attending a church at all? 
Um, I've been to church before, but no, I don't. I don't attend church. <laughs> um, I think just like uh, the fact that the different denominations have been confusing for me is kind of like I I don't know which church to attend type of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all going to be slightly different. I'm like, who's right? I guess, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you're going to have like some denominations that we different that are just different on the minor things. So, for example, the difference between a Baptist and a Presbyterian is they agree on all the essential. They agree with each other on everything, except Presbyterians will simply say that they think you can baptize babies, when Baptists will say, no, you can only baptize those who profess faith in Jesus. That's the end mm -hmm. difference. So it's not a minor thing, not 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 important. Um, so And so you can go to either of those churches, and that's fine, because they both teach we're saved by grace, through faith, and not by works. Mm -hmm. right? But when you then look at something like Orthodox or Catholics, they're not teaching we're saved by grace through faith. They're thinking it's based on your good works and not faith alone in Christ alone. Um, or if you go to, like, the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're going to tell you that Jesus isn't even God. They're going to say that you can become a God yourself one day if you're in planet mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So they've got crazy things that clearly <laughs> opposite to what the Bible says. Yeah. I, I will say that Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses uh seem a little bit crazy to me i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um <laughs> yeah 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 exactly. and then you'll have other ones that so, so don't don't let denomination scare you instead be no okay i just gotta find a church doesn't matter so much the name but what do they teach is the way to get there mm -hmm. yeah i think that's important that's a central thing. And, and another thing, some a subtest you can see is if they have all these kind of statues around the place in the church, all these statues and icons and stuff, you're like, well, Bible says don't be making graven images, so probably not a good one. Uh, or if they have a, a woman as the minister, like the preacher of the church, mm. you can be like, mm, probably not a good one either. Just because the Bible specifically says that role of being a preacher is only reserved for qualified men. And so if they're disregarding that part of the Bible, they may not be a good church then. I've noticed um, sometimes when you guys are live, uh, like uh, it's not always like posted. Um, like I've only yeah. seen videos posted where it's just you having conversations um and i'm curious as to why <laughs> like why is that when you guys are streaming well they should be as soon as the stream ends usually it stays up there so usually people can watch it um any of the conversations that we might have had that day okay i was just confused because uh i always get her name mixed up is it carissa, carissa? yep Okay. Yeah, when I had my conversation with Carissa, um, I ended up looking uh, oh, to like, see I if I could find our conversation, but it wasn't there, and I was oh, like, what's I see happening? What okay, okay. Yeah, well, well, we only stream one person at a time, so the others may be having conversations, but they're not okay. streamed. They're just um, they're happening on the sidebar or whatever, but they're not streamed. All right. Usually, it's just one person. But you should check out the stream and, and listen in. You'll see, you'll see different people streaming on there, uh, different times. Mm. Yeah. In fact, I found even from some of the people that regularly tune in, 
they've found listening to the stream just allows them to have a godly focus every day uh, rather than just like a secular focus. And so, yeah, maybe you can consider doing that. And faith comes by hearing, the Bible says. And so the more you hear the gospel, the more your faith is going to grow. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That makes that's sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So your name was? My name is Heaven. Heaven. That's, cool. that's a cool <laughs> yeah. name. That's an awesome name. Right. My name's Ryan. All right, nice to meet you, Ryan. Yeah, so heaven, if if how sure are you right now that you'll go to heaven when you die? Not sure. Yeah, because <laughs> so, you, you still haven't yet trusted Jesus paid for all of your sin? I guess not. <laughs> okay. Not as of now. Not as now, but just think of it like this. Let's say you died through your sleep tonight. I hope it doesn't happen, mm -hmm. but it's possible. If you stand before God when after you die and he's like, hey, you had those two people speak to you, Carissa and Ryan. They encouraged you to trust mm -hmm. in Christ. You knew you should have. You said you had no reason not to. Why did you not trust that Jesus paid for your sin? Yeah. You'd have no answer, would you? I guess not, no. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. And he would have to throw you into hell for all eternity and you never get mm -hmm. out from there. So think about that before you even go to bed tonight. What if you died through your sleep tonight, had a heart attack or a brain aneurysm, dead into eternity and into mm -hmm. hell? And so I'm hoping that will scare you enough to trust in Christ that he paid for your sin. Yeah. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I trust that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, <laughs> okay. It's just the notion of like, uh, I guess like that little bit of control being lost uh, that still scares me. That's okay. Um, I guess it makes me like question uh, maybe when I shouldn't be. I don't know. Yeah. But it's okay to give up that control. Mm -hmm. You can say, Jesus, you know, you take the control of my life. You take the wheel because his way is going to be better for you anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. We God's rules are not there to be a hindrance to you. They're to make you your life flourish, mm -hmm. to make it better, make it more enjoyable. You can trust God with that. For sure. And so think about that on judgment day. God's like, hey, look, you didn't trust in Jesus to pay for your sin what? Because you wanted a bit more control of your life? What what benefit did that give you anyway? Nothing. Mm. And that it won't give you any benefit for all eternity if you're thrown into hell. Yeah. What change have you noticed, like, uh, in your life since accepting Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, I have a change of attitude towards sin. Instead of thinking before, hey, sin's okay or sin's fine to do, my attitude mm. is now sin is horrible. I know how it offends God, but I also see how destructive it is in my life and also other people's lives. Mm -hmm. it makes me care about others. It makes me care about people's eternal salvation and gets me out of my comfort zone to want to share Christ with them. Makes you much, made me a much more joyful person. 
um, as well and therefore be content so many people who are not trusting Christ are not content they're like always seeking for more and more in this world I want that mm -hmm. career path I want that money I want that new house or that car I want that job or that spouse and they feel so discontent until they get that and then even when they get that they don't feel satisfied because ultimately mm -hmm. nothing on this earth truly satisfies us God is who we're made for for sure. Do you feel like um, a lack of control in any way with, like, uh, I guess, like, the path that your life is going down, um, like, in having complete trust in God? No, because I know that he's there. He's the one who has ordained my end where I go when I die. And therefore, I mm -hmm. want him to. I want him to direct my path now because it's going to be. Better. Yeah. <laughs> right, we we can just trust him with that. If if you're on a let's say you're in your parents' car, you're driving somewhere. They're, they're driving you somewhere to like a holiday destination where you're really looking forward to going. It's going to be amazing. But mm -hmm. instead of what staying in the car, you're like, no, let me jump out. Let me just go and, and you know walk down this this dark alley here. They'd be like, no, don't be crazy. Let's keep going. We're going to our holiday destination. Mm -hmm. And so that's the best for you is to let them drive you where you need to go and where you want to go. And so mm -hmm. it's best if we don't go down dark paths and do things our own way, but let God lead us and guide us because it's where we want to go and it's going to be the best thing for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll be praying for you, Heaven. I'll be praying for you. All right. Um, but yeah, pray to God even tonight. Say, look, God, mm -hmm. I I do give you my control of my life, but thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Mm -hmm. Help me now to see why trusting you makes so much more sense than having control over my own life. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. All right. Awesome. Thank you. God bless you, Heaven. Thanks for the chat. All right. All right. God bless you too. Bye. <laughs> Have a good stream. Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the great chat with heaven. Lord, we do leave her in your care. I do pray that she would be trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ to pay for her sins and help her to not have that anxiety of giving up control of her life to you. Your way is better. It's even far more enjoyable. In Jesus' name, amen. Where are you to count my sinful ways? How could I come before your throne? Yet full forgiveness meets my gaze. I stand redeemed by grace alone. I will wait for you. I will wait for you on your word. I will It was a good chat. Yeah, so keep her in prayer, everyone. If you can keep on keep heaven in your prayers, that would be awesome. That's a great conversation. Whew. All right. <laughs>
someone's asked this what would happen if someone has been in heaven since the caveman times and he seems fed up what if he just wants nothingness because he's been there a long time guess what in heaven you're not going to be bored you're not going to be like oh i wish i wasn't here you're going to be like i am in the presence of god and how incredibly amazing that is hey good to see you there steve in the chat alfie he's rocked up good to have you here bro and uh, mia and others who have said hi nicholas all right we're going to do a tiktok i'm going to do a tiktok live shortly so we're going to get some more chats up now we're going to i'm going to come back and do a question time with any questions you guys might have and then we're going to have to do that come do a kahoot game that i think harmony might be preparing for us all right so let me just see if who we could have up for some first chats after next chats harmony you there yeah, yeah i am woohoo cool well harmony can you do some chats for us i would be unworthily honored <laughs> sounds good thanks harmony thank you ryan hey guys hope you're having a great day um let me just switch over my bright mode to dark mode before anybody uh disintegrates into nothing by the way, um, Silly Goose, love your name, by the way. I submitted your question to be answered because I didn't want to give you the wrong answer because I haven't studied that part of Matthew yet. So just want to be honest. Uh, but yeah, let's have some chats. Let's have some chats. And please Wait. be praying for me in these chats because I could always use prayer. All right. How many? So, did you want me to just quickly answer his question? Yeah, please. Done? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So his question was, because I didn't see it earlier, uh, his question is, if we go to heaven right after we die and not later on, then what does Matthew 13, 36 to 42 mean? Because it says we won't be picked by the angels till the end of the age. Now, this is just talking about those who are still alive at the return of Christ, that God sends out those who are still living and he takes the unbelievers away and he takes the believers, separates them. This is talking about those still living at the return of Christ. Thank you, Ryan. I, that's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to say it wrong because, you know, you just don't want to be wrong on stuff. But thank you. All right. Hopefully that helped, um, Silly Goose. And yeah, it's good to have you. Let's go. Dear Father in heaven, we lift up these prayer. Uh, we lift up, sorry, these chats, and we ask for your help in this. And we pray for the salvation of whoever you would compare, whoever you would pair us up with. And um, Lord, I just I ask for your strength and guidance in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. All right, let's go. And we got butterflies. I love the filters. Hey, I have a question for you. What? What do you think happens to us after we die? We obviously go to hell or heaven. I agree. Yeah. I think that we just stay around until our time's ready to go up or down. Okay. Yeah, while I'm while I'm dead and just waiting, I'll probably go haunt um, my cousins and just make fun of them. Okay. So you, you both believe in God? Yep. Yeah, me too. And so if God would judge you this second, do you think you'd be worthy of going to heaven or hell? 
Probably not. Okay. Probably. Yeah, me too. Have you... Yeah. Hmm? What were you gonna say? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They might just play around, just walk around him, and just go. Ah, wonder what they're gonna do today. Hmm. I don't think you'll have that option in hell. I don't think. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go to hell. And so I would say I deserve hell. Have you ever told a lie? Oh. Uh, a few times, see. Naji, I've told the best lies out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the best lighting suit. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I think I'm going to have to X out a few tabs. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? Sorry, your friend. One sec. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Um, my question is, what do you... Oh. Hey, I have a question for you. What? What do you think happens to us after we die? You go to heaven or hell? Yeah, I agree. Where do you think you would go if you die today? Heaven. Why? Because I'm a man of God and I follow the ways he wants me to live. Okay. I would say I don't deserve heaven. Would you say that you deserve heaven? Well, if I live the right way, then yeah. Okay. Have you ever told a lie? Yes. Me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah. Yeah, same here. And what about, have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Probably. Yeah. But you can always repent for your sins. What do you mean by repent? Like, like you can pray to God and ask for forgiveness and he'll forgive you for it. That, that's something good to do. But if God would just judge us on these things, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? We're guilty. Yeah, and so since we've committed crimes against God, does it look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Well, I'd, well, since that we do have, since that he still forgives us for our sins and that we can, and that no one's ever perfect, I feel like we still do deserve heaven. Well, before we get to forgiveness, I'm glad you brought that up. We first need to go over why we need to be forgiven. And so would we deserve to be rewarded or punished for being guilty? Probably we should probably be punished if we're guilty. Yeah. But... Yeah. Now, what does that punishment look like from God? Would that look like heaven or hell? It would look like hell. Yeah. Now, does that concern you that that's what we deserve right now? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we've broken God's laws. We're guilty. We deserve a punishment. And the punishment's hell. Shouldn't that concern you that you deserve hell? Like, does that worry you? No. Why not? Because, like, it's not like repentance doesn't exist. Okay. Well, try that in a court of law. Judge, I'm guilty of committing these crimes. I deserve to be punished, but uh, please forgive me. Will a judge ignore your crimes for saying sorry? Um, probably not, but You're it's right. a different type of scenario when you're praying to God. 
Well, you're right. God is forgiving, but he's also a better judge than just an earthly judge. And so you're right. He is forgiving, but he won't just ignore our crimes for asking for forgiveness because then he wouldn't be a good judge. But what if someone would stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do that, is there anything left for you to take if they take all of it? No, they yeah. take all of it. There's nothing they yeah. take. And so if you have no hell punishment left to take, where do you get to go then? Heaven. Yeah. Do you know anybody that would be willing to do that for you? Jesus. Yeah. And that's why he died on the cross. If Jesus takes all of your hell punishment, how much is left for you to take? None of it. Yeah. And so why do you get to go to heaven? Because Jesus died for our sins. Spot on. And so the word repent that you mentioned, it's good that you would repent, but the way that you were using it, that's actually wrong. Repent means to go from unbelief to belief. And so Jesus offers to take your hell punishment as long as you're alive. But if you would die not receiving this gift he offers you, who's left taking your hell punishment if Jesus isn't? There's no one taking it to me. It would be you, spot on. And so what Jesus would want you to do to receive this free gift is to trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you could go to heaven. And that's the only reason you don't have to go to hell because of what he did. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever I said repent, it means to go from unbelief to belief. Yeah. I kind of went too much. He wasn't interested. Um, dear Father in heaven, I pray for the kid. May he understand or at least think on the things that we spoke about. And may he be trusting in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I will put him as a during the gospel chat. And oh, uh, Venus, the TikTok live is going probably right now. Um, yeah, you better scoot on over there. Okay, let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. You know what I forgot is I don't have the TikTok tags. I just have needgod.net from yesterday. That's why it's taken forever. Okay. Let's hope. Hmm. Okay. Just, oh no, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, hey, I have a question for you. Okay, I'm gonna turn off the auto reel. Okay, there we go. Where's the thing though? Like, oh, you, oh, <laughs> I thought I connected to something. <laughs> Sorry. I, was trying to, I was trying to type in the chat to tell you what how you could do it, but it did not start typing in the chat. Okay, well, I'm just going to modify this real quick. Carissa, would you mind telling them about tra training or something while I do this? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. If you guys want to join us, which we all would encourage actually Paul is the best one to tell about training Paul are you there oh Carissa I can do that for you so um 
Yes, Steve. Good to see you there, mate. And uh, Ian, if you're there. And Alfie, my old mate. Come to training. I just had a chat, a connection with a guy on Amigle. Um, his name's Mike. And um, we've been sort of working away at some training. And I connected with him today. I said, oh, here you go, mate. Do you want to do some training? And, and yeah, he came straight into the training room. We bombed him up with the software for what we use on Amigle. So he's uh, going to go away and have a play with that. We're going to connect again in a couple of days' time just to go through some final chats and graduate. So if you are interested in training, we'd love to have you in the stream room with us. Now, we've had questions before about people. How do we get in the stream room? Well, you need to be trained so that you can have Amigle chats and you can come into the stream room with us. So we've done the hard work. We'd love to have you into the stream room with us and you can work alongside us and Ryan and uh, everyone else here that's on the team. The hard work's been done. We've written the script. You just have to follow the script. That's like baking a cake. If you follow the recipe on the cake box, you'll turn out a great cake. If you follow the recipe or the script that we've written, you'll be able to have someone come to faith in Christ, Lord willing, uh, in the space of 10 minutes. And to see a person going from non-belief to belief, that's what we call the zero to hero. And when you see that happen, mate, it is so rewarding when you see that. You get to see God at work in front of somebody right then and there. And it's just so much joy to be able to do this for God. But anyway, I think Harmony's all finished now and she can get back into some chats. Over to you, Harmony. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Now back to after those messages, whatever they say on TV. Anyways, yeah, let's go. Thank you, Paul and Carissa. <laughs> should work. It should most certainly work. Hey, I have a question for you. Oh, are you a goth girl? A what? Are you are you a goth, Betty? Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? I think. I think like low key, uh, like. Uh, we go to goth girl heaven that's where we go well so you believe in heaven and hell then i do that's too much i don't even know okay that's random hey i have a question for you hello hey so I have a question for you, but do you think you can have a vocal chat? Hello? Okay. Well, if you have time, maybe check out negod.net because you don't know when you're going to die. Okay. I actually, like, I put in the tags, but I might have to refresh the page. And yes, I'm tiny right now. <laughs> Because I'm refreshing the page for a moment. One moment. All right. There we go. Oh, no. I don't have the butterfly. Okay. I'm thankful. Let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. What? I have a question for you. Um, I'm scared. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it kind of is scary, but it's a reality. Like, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, you either go to hell or heaven. I agree. Now, where do you yeah. think you would go? 
probably hell. Why do you think that? Probably because, like, sin. I sin a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've sinned at least once. Would you say that you've sinned at least once, like lying? Yeah. 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 And so, since we deserve hell, but we haven't died yet, how do you think that we can avoid going there? Um... Hmm. Forgive, maybe? What do you mean? Like, forgive God for our sins and pray. Why would we... That's how it works. Yeah. So, I, I understand what you mean by forgive, but why would we have to forgive God if we've sinned against him? Because I think he gave us a beautiful, like, home to live in, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, we deserve to, like, behave, I guess, I would say. Okay. So, like, yeah. Well, I mean, we shouldn't forgive him. He needs, we would need his forgiveness, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're doing good. And so, um, some, let's say you would commit crimes here on earth, but then mm-hmm. you stand before a judge and you say, judge, I'm guilty. I deserve a punishment, but please forgive me. Is the judge going to ignore your crimes? Um, No. No, he's not. So. You're yeah. right. And that's the same thing with God. We've broken his laws and we need to be forgiven by him. But just asking to be forgiven, that won't get rid of our crimes. Yeah. But what if someone would stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? If they do mm. that, is there anything left for you to take? Mm, no. No. I don't think so. No. You're right. Because they're taking all of your hell punishment. And so there is someone who is willing to do that for you, and that's Jesus. That's why he died on the cross. And so if Jesus takes your hell punishment as he dies on the cross, how much hell is left for you to take if he's taking all of it? None. Yeah. So where do you get to go now? Heaven? Yeah. Why? Dang. Dang. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. is that all? So, like... Is spreading like the the gospel good? Like it, God loves that. It yeah, it's good to do, but it doesn't play part in you going to heaven. If if it did, then why did Jesus die on the cross, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I just shared with you, I shared bad news first, right? That we deserve hell, but the good news that God offers us a way to avoid our punishment. That's actually the gospel. And so I'm not sharing this with you so I go to heaven. I'm sharing this with you because I'm thankful I'm going there. And I want you to be able to go too and and anybody else. And so Jesus offers this free gift to you as long as you're alive. But once you're dead, it's too late to receive this free gift of him taking your punishment and giving you heaven. And so if Jesus isn't taking your hell punishment, who's left taking it? Me. Yeah. And so what you need to do to receive this free gift is just to trust that what Jesus did on the cross, that that's the only reason you go to heaven. And that's the only reason you don't have to go to hell because of what he did. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That's making me cry. It's oh. <laughs> making me cry because, yeah, I do love Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I do be seeing a lot of like Jesus like everywhere. Yeah. It's well, like crazy. Does it make a little bit more sense than it did before? 
Yeah, thank you for explaining hey, that. And I have I have a little bit more I need to speak on before we depart. So yeah, can you still focus? Are you still able to talk? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. And so let's say today's the day you're trusting that Jesus is the only reason you go to heaven, the only reason you can avoid hell. But then you go do five more sins and die. Do you think you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Why hell? Because I just sinned five more times. Yeah. What's your name, by the way? Uh, Andy. Andy. It's nice to meet you. I'm Harmony, Andy. Yeah. Nice to now, meet you, too. Hey, does Jesus only offer to die for your past sin, Andy? Um, I don't think so, no. No. He died on the cross for all of your sin. So does that mean he only died for the sins that you did in the past? Mm, no, I don't think so. You're right. No. You're you're absolutely right. So if you'd go do five more sins tomorrow and die after trusting in what Jesus did, would you go to hell? I don't think, yeah. Well, again, like, how much of your sin did Jesus die for? Uh, mostly all of them, right? Not like, mostly. Absolutely every sin from the past, yeah. like from the things before in your life to the end of your life, he dies for all of your sin. And so would you go to hell if you sinned again? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you absolutely wouldn't. Jesus offers to die for 100% of your sin. Does that look like it's only your past sin? Um, no, no, it's even the future sins that you do tomorrow and the years to come. So what if you do 500 more sins in the next five years? Would you go to heaven or hell after trusting in what Jesus did? Uh, heaven still. Yeah. Why? Because he died for our sins. Hey, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. But what if someone came up to you today and they said, hey, Andy, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Um, probably hell. Yeah. Why? Because they're probably lying. And lying is a sin. Yeah, you're right. And who are they trusting in as their only reason for going to heaven? What Jesus did or what they did? What they did. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. yeah. And so if Jesus isn't taking their hell punishment, who's tough, who's taking it for them? Wait, what'd you say? Yeah, sorry. If Jesus isn't taking their hell punishment because they're trusting in themselves, who's left taking it again? Oh, the person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spot on. And yeah. yeah, also, if Jesus offers to die for 100% of our sin, how much of our trust should be only in what he did? Um, Like, I'd say 100. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. And so what if someone came to you today and they said, hey, Andy, I'm actually going to heaven for these two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin, but also because I asked for forgiveness. Do you think they'd go to heaven or hell? Probably, probably heaven, yeah. Why heaven? Probably heaven. Why heaven? I, mean, I don't know, because it's like confusing sometimes. Yeah. Like, like there is proof that God is real, right? Mm -hmm. like the the clothes the and everything like that mm -hmm. i mean i don't know like i'm like i know i shouldn't be scared of god but i'm scared of what he can do to me you actually like, you actually should yeah. be afraid of god but when you're trusting in jesus you see what you deserve 
and you don't you're not like scared of him as being an enemy anymore you actually have such a deep reverence for him a deep respect because he didn't owe you love he didn't owe you forgiveness and so you have a different kind of fear for him it's like a respectful fear it's a loving fear yeah, yeah. um something like that um but yeah you you want to respect him but Andy, if someone says they're going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for all of their sin, but also because they asked for forgiveness, were they trusting 100% only in what Jesus did? Um, I don't see, yeah. They, they mentioned Jesus, but they didn't only mention Jesus. They also said, because I asked for forgiveness. Yeah. So he can still go to hell, right? He would like still, if, the person if would like confident yes yeah. well well again jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of our sin so a hundred percent of our trust should be only in what he did this person mentioned jesus but they didn't only mention jesus so was a hundred percent of their trust only in what jesus did probably not no i mean uh dang yeah that's crazy even if they're trusting in themselves one percent they're left going to hell. So how sure do you think you could be from like zero to a hundred that if you die today that you go to heaven? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'll just like talk to him and he would say like, depart from me. I never knew you. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what he would say to me. Yeah. We can... I don't want to be scared of him. Yeah. And you shouldn't be scared on that scripture because that scripture is not talking about like, what you think it is. Um, and we can talk about that in a bit, but, um, yeah, would, if you could put a number on it, do you think you'd be 50% sure that you'd be going to heaven, Andy? Probably 50, 50. Okay. And me. what would you say is the reason you think you're 50, 50? Um, cause I guess every time I sin, I like, I know that it's bad and I know that God is like, pretty much watching me mm -hmm. and yeah. then I feel a lot of regret after. Yeah. And so, yeah. so um, how much of your sin does Jesus offer to die for again? hundred percent. Yeah. And so if Jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of your sin, can you only be 50% sure that you'd be going to heaven? Oh, then no. Since, since he dies for all of our sins, I guess I could be confident. Yeah, 99% sure? <laughs> I'd say 100% sure then. That's awesome. Since he did 100% die for our sins. You're right. So, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask another question, Um, going back to a point I made before because I kind of skipped around. What mm -hmm. if someone says, hey, Andy, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin, but also because I shared the gospel. Would they go to heaven or hell? Probably hell still. Yeah. Why? Because uh, yeah. they could either be lying and they probably don't truly trust God. Yeah. Like all the way. Yeah. Because how much were they trusting in Jesus whenever they said that they're going to heaven because of Jesus, but also because they share the gospel? Probably not. Not a lot. Not not a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to speak on this real quick. Remember that verse that you mentioned? I put it in the chat. 
It says, um, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And then that quote that you quoted, where do you say? Depart from me. Yeah. The workers yeah. of lawless, lawlessness. So this is, yeah, lawlessness. That means like sinfulness. But this is going to change your perspective, Andy. These people, they called Jesus Lord, Lord, didn't they? And this, yeah. is, this is talking about judgment day. But they mentioned Jesus as Lord, but who were they trusting in as their reason for getting into heaven? Was it only what Jesus did or were they adding in also what they did? Probably what Jesus did. They said, did we not prophesy? Did we not mm -hmm. cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many mighty works in your name? So they mm. were they were pointing at Jesus 50%. But also, who else? Fifty percent. The what's it called? Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so this is why Jesus said that to them, because they Damn. weren't trusting only in Jesus as their only reason for going to heaven. Andy, this is why you can be a hundred percent sure that you'd be going to heaven, because you're not going to be trusting in what you do. You only trust. Be trusting in God. You only trust, well, anybody can trust in God, but you need to specifically trust in what Jesus has done as your only reason for going to heaven. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Hey. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's cool. Now, this is going to be a scary question, but let's say you die today and you stand before God. And what if he would say something really scary to you? Like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think he'd say? Oh, gosh. Hmm. I guess I would say I believed in them. And that's the only part, pretty much. But I've always believed in them. That's the only thing that I have. Well, here, this picture really helps me out sometimes. Because sometimes I want to point to myself. I sometimes want to say I believe. So if you look at this picture, this represents, you know, us and the punishment we deserve right after we die. Of course, hell is much more bigger than this. Nice. But if God would say, why should I not send you to hell right now? What's the only reason you could give him? Uh, he's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of dumb. I don't okay. know. No, you're not. You're doing so well, Andy. Now, this might yes. help. If someone, if God would, ugh, I can't talk. <laughs> if you die today and stand before God and say, why should I not send you to hell? Is there any hell left for you to take if you're trusting in Jesus, Andy? No, there's no hell. There's none. So if God would say, why should I not send you to hell? The only answer to give would be because Jesus died on the cross for my sin. He took my hell punishment mm. for me. You see the difference there? Yeah. Mm. What if he would say to you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you'd say then? Why should I let you into heaven? Dang, I don't even know either. Huh? It's okay. It's And I'm going to give you a hint. It's the same question, just the destination is switched. And I guess so, I would say, like, um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. again, what was the only reason we didn't have to go to hell? Because Jesus died for our sins. Yeah. Now think of the same answer. And I'm going to put the different question in. Why should I let you into heaven? Because you died for our sins. You got it. 
you got it. You got it. See yeah. how see how easy that That's, is. You yeah. did well. It's like somehow hard and like easy. Yeah. Like I never knew that. But now you mm. do. And since you mentioned that you never knew that, do you think before our chat today you were trusting only in Jesus for your only reason for going to heaven? I think, yeah. I don't know. You kind of mentioned like, asking. Or I think, goodness. like, so, I mean, <laughs> like, now, like, I know more because you, like, how do I say this? Like, you, how do I say this? You God, gave me more knowledge of him. Yeah, God opened your eyes to the Sandy. Yeah. And so if you would have thought that, you know, asking for forgiveness played part in you going to heaven, where would you have gone if you died today, not trusting in Jesus only? I would say probably hell for sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. And where would you be going today if you die, Andy? Probably heaven now. Probably. Probably. What do you mean by probably? Probably like, like I might get past the threshold of heaven, but I might not. Like, I hope I remember this. That's why it's because I, I forget easily, but I know God remembers this. Yeah. But and he'll help I, like you. forget so easily. And he'll help you remember, Andy, because guess what? This is the turning point in your life. This is the mile marker of your whole entire life. It's the most important important part. So you don't ever want to forget this. And the yeah. best thing is, is God will help you remember this, Andy. There will be Thank many you. things you'll forget, but this is the most important. So engrave that on your mind. Um, so maybe remind me, why do you get to go to heaven, Andy? Because Jesus died for our sins fully. Spot on. Do we, have to get, do we have to get baptized to go to heaven? Um, No, I don't think so. You're no. spot on. We don't. Okay, you. Do we have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Um, No, no. You're right. Do we have to share the gospel to go to heaven? Uh, no. You're right. You're right. Okay, no. Do we have to stop sinning to go to heaven? Uh, no. You're right. Now, since since doing these things plays no part in you going to heaven, why do you think you want to do these things? Hmm. I guess, like, not sin? Yeah, well, why would you want to not sin? Why would okay. you want to do good if it doesn't help you get to heaven? doesn't help you get to heaven i guess like it still feels bad sinning i guess for some reason like it, i feel like it makes god like sad yeah it makes him sad i feel like yeah yeah it's not something he wants you to do but um maybe think of it this way if a fireman would save you from a burning building that you couldn't save yourself from how would you feel from for, like towards the fireman um i guess like angry you'd be angry for a fireman saving you oh i thought not saving oh, no, no. i would be if, happy if I'd a fireman happy. would save you from a building that you couldn't save yourself from would you be angry towards them um no, no no how would you feel towards them uh happy thankful for him yeah you wouldn't want to go punch him in the face after he saved you right <laughs> no, no no don't laugh at that andy that's not good no. yeah <laughs> you're funny um, yeah, so in the same way, but even more, how more thankful will you be to Jesus after he saved you from your punishment and he gave you his reward of heaven? I'd be fully thankful, like yeah. 100%, like fully. Yeah, so what would you want to do for Jesus because he's he saved you and he's... Um, pretty much anything that is 
good towards him. Yeah. Pretty much everything like that. And maybe you'd want to stop doing bad things too if you yeah. knew they were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why you want to do it because you're thankful. Um, now, Andy, would you say that you have like a Bible at home? Um, I do have one, but it's in Spanish. I can't read Spanish. Oh, you can't? Okay. Would you say that you speak English really well? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to share a Bible app with you. Um, but would you say that you also, before I get to the Bible app, are you going to church or anything? A church? Uh, I used to as a kid, but not anymore. Okay. So, yeah. What would you say is the reason you don't go to church? Um, Probably because I guess we don't really have the, uh, it sounds so messed up to say, but it's like true. Like we don't have time for, because all right, I'm going to let Harmony finish off that chat she's having. And I'm going to say a big welcome to everyone who's here today on the YouTube. And if you're here from our TikTok stream, great to have you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can type your comments in the chat. And I'm going to find out, first of all, who got first? That's right. I asked you guys to type a keyword into the chat to see who could get here first. And let me go and check just quickly it looks like the key the first person who got in was graceful graceful jasmine well done got in first brody was second austin third naomi snail kevin and i do stuff came in after that and i saw the rest of you guys put that in too okay good job now let's do your questions if you got any questions please put them in the chat right now don't wait 10 minutes to put it in the chat put it in now and we'll get them answered one by one. Okay, here we go. First question, and just be patient as I do this. I'm going to work it one by one. You can be patient. And, and after we do these questions and I answer them, we're going to then do some Bible trivia. We're going to do a game of Kahoot, Bible trivia style. It's going to be fun, so make sure you stick around for that too. Great to have all you here. Now, first question came in from Nostan, who's asked, is it a work to believe that Jesus died for my sins? And the answer is no. In fact, it's the opposite of a work because works is basically where you say, where it's like what you're doing, your own physical actions. Trusting in Jesus is coming to the point where you say, I've done nothing to get myself to heaven, but Jesus has done it all for me. So it's the opposite of a work. And it's actually what the Bible says in Romans 4.16. It says, that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace. So showing that only faith is requirement, not works. This one from Ren, who's asked, do Catholics go to heaven? The answer is, it depends what they're trusting in. Just like, do Protestants go to heaven? Do Orthodox go to heaven? It depends what they're trusting in to get them into heaven. If a person is believing it's their works, like the fact they got baptized and they don't sin too much or they go to the priest and take the Eucharist, if they think those things have any part in getting them to heaven, no, they're not going to heaven because they're trying to bribe their way to heaven by their good deeds. In fact, I was reading this morning in Deuteronomy. I talked about how God... God was saying to the people there through Moses, don't ever think to yourself, it's because of my own righteousness, that's why we're going to live in this amazing land of Canaan. Never think it's because of your own goodness and what you've done. And that's precisely what many 
That's officially what the Catholic Church teaches, that it's partly what you do that gets you in, your baptism, your good deeds. They won't make it in if they believe that. So don't believe it's your good deeds. Believe it's what Jesus did alone that saves, not your righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ that's been given to you through faith. This one from Dual Pistols. What does it mean to believe in your heart? It means to not just say that you believe, but actually believe. To be fully convinced in your mind, he died for my sin. Kevin's asked, who did Jesus worship? Jesus would have worshipped the Father, but just like the Father worships the Son. right? Because all three persons call each other God. In Hebrews 1.8, it actually says, The Father says of the Son, Your throne, O God. So the Father is calling Jesus God. The people worshipped Jesus when he was on this earth. Why? Because he's God. God the Son. This one from Dr. Smart. Did your life get better once you believed in Jesus, died for your sins at the age of 15? 110%. Before you're saved, life's pretty miserable. Right, because you're just trying to find some satisfaction in sin and in this world and living for whatever the world has to offer you. And you know it's so unsatisfying, isn't it? So unsatisfying. And that's why when I became a Christian, it's like a night and day difference. You have joy, you have peace, you have comfort, all those sort of things, and you get to look forward to heaven. And that's why even you might notice some of the poorest people in the world don't have really have anything on this earth. And they, they can be some of the happiest people. Why? Because they know where they're going when they die. They've got their trust in Jesus Christ. This one from a snail. Will Christians go to heaven? Or what about other religions? Only those who trust in what Jesus did to save them. Now, you might say, why is that? Why can't a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Muslim go to heaven? Well, because they don't believe Jesus died for their sin. If you don't have Jesus taking the punishment for your sin, you got to take your own punishment for your own sin. And so it makes logical sense then that he's your only hope. It's like this. If I offered to pay your speeding fine for you for when you sped on the road, but you say, no, I don't want it. Well, I'll say, fine, you pay your own speeding fine then. And so if someone chooses to not trust that Jesus paid their hell fine, well, Jesus says, fine, you pay it yourself, and that will be in hell forever. Anderson has asked, is it true that women cannot or shouldn't be pastors? That is correct. Now, that's just not that's not just what people say, like tradition, but that's what the Bible actually says, that a, a woman is not to be the one who's preaching or the elder at the church, the one who teaches or has authority there. Uh, that role is reserved not just for any man, but for qualified men who meet the very strict criteria that the Apostle Paul lists in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1. Now, you might say, where is it said in the Bible? 1 Timothy 2, verse 12. says, Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. Now, this is not just a cultural reason. By the very fact, he explains why. For Adam was formed first and then Eve. So this is not cultural. This is a creation reason why God said this. And the second reason is that Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Now, this is not sexist or anything like that. It's not saying women are less than men. No. The Bible says men and women are made equally in the image of God, but it just means there's different roles. Just like I'm not the governor of my state. 
I'm not the premier or the prime minister or the president of my country. Does that mean I'm less human than he is? No. The prime minister or president is just as human as I am. And yet he just has a different role. And that's the same thing with uh, men and women. God just made different roles for them. Yet they're still equally human and valuable. Uh, I do stuff has asked, what are ghosts? And are they supported by Christianity? When people say ghosts, they're usually referring to people who supposedly have died and they're like haunting a house and making people scared. That's thing doesn't, that doesn't happen. People don't haunt houses when they die. They go to heaven or hell. They don't stick around a house. And so whenever people think of ghosts, they're usually just people who are scared or making other people scared. Uh, and that's why they tell ghost stories, but not because it's actually real. But remember, demons are also real, and demons could also want to scare people too. Von has asked, how do we know Christianity is the right one and not other religions like Islam? Because we have a logical brain, don't we? God made us as logical people. And so we can use our logical brain to see which religion logically makes sense. And Islam doesn't in any way. And this is why. They think that you can do more good things than bad things, and that'll hopefully get you to heaven. It doesn't work that way. Think about it in the court of law. Criminal's done five crimes, and then he does ten good things the next day. Is the judge going to let him go free? No, because that would be unjust. And that's the same with God. Doing good can never fix the bad we do. And that's why Islam fails, but also all the other religions fail, because they all think it's based on their deeds. Only Christianity has a savior who can pay for our sins. It's not based on what we do then. It's based on what he's done on our behalf in saving us. And plus, Muhammad did no miracles. The Quran says that Muhammad did zero miracles. The Quran says that Muhammad was a sinner who needed forgiveness. Jesus did many miracles. And Jesus was not a sinner. Who would you rather believe, Muhammad or Jesus, then? I think the choice is very obvious. Dr. Smart has asked, is there any more proof? Actually, no, we've answered that one. I think this one from reading, how do I get closer with God? The way that we get closer with God is to read our Bible. Read the Bible every day without fail. And you're going to grow. You're going to learn so much from it. Faith comes by hearing, and so faith is grown by hearing, and that's hearing the Word of God. So listening into a stream like this can help you grow closer with God too as we talk about God and His Word and what He's done for us and how we should live. But also get into your Bible, yo. And I think Dr. Smart also asked, how, how do we know the Bible, Bible is accurate? Because it is a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses. And we've got so many copies of it in the original languages to know that it hasn't changed. And if it's written by eyewitnesses, therefore we can know that this is not just some sort of religious text, but it's actually a book that you can verify through history. And historians do that, and they consider that even like Luke to be one of the best historians of all antiquity because of how meticulous he was in recording down facts. Mike has asked, could you please help explain why smoking is bad according to the Bible? Smoking is bad because you can become addicted to it. Addictions to things is not good because it then becomes an idol. Second thing is we've got to be a good steward of our body. We don't want to be wrecking or killing our body intentionally. 
But thirdly, if you're talking about smoking like marijuana or something like that, that's a different level of sin because that's even getting intoxicated. That's becoming not sober-minded. And the Bible says you should always be sober-minded, never getting high, never going out of your mind like that. Lucas asks, why did God flood the earth? God flooded the earth because of human wickedness. Humans chose to sin, and God said, you're rightfully going to get what you deserve. Now, in fact, not only did they just choose to sin once, it says in Genesis chapter 6 that the intention of everyone's heart was only evil all the time. That's how wicked humans were, choosing to sin continually. That's like today. I don't think it's much different today compared to it was before the flood. Praise God that God hasn't wiped us all out yet. He promised by the rainbow to, that he wouldn't flood the earth, but there will be a day to come when he does judge the earth, not by water, but by fire, when everyone will give an account to God, which is why you need to find salvation in Jesus now before it's too late. And that's by believing that Jesus died for your sin. This one from Matthew. Why do Muslims mention that there are many contradictions in the Bible? You know why? Because Muslims don't read the Bible. They really don't. I've yet to met a, meet a Muslim who's read the entire Bible. They just don't read it. They couldn't be bothered to even do any honest research and read the entire Bible. And so it shows that when they claim there's contradictions, they're just parroting an idea that they've heard from some maybe some Muslim apologists, but not because they've actually done any real research themselves. Because if they did, as someone myself who's read the Bible dozens and dozens of times the whole way through, you'll find no contradictions in it. Not a single one. And so I challenge any Muslim who claims to have one, and I've had many Muslims claim, oh, what about this? And I show them that there is no contradiction there whatsoever. This one from Sid. Why would Jesus care about us believing in him and not just care about us being good to others? Good question there, Sid. And the reason is, is because you haven't been good to others. That's the whole point of why you need to believe in Jesus. Jesus commands you to be perfect. That means you can never have ever told a lie in your life, never lusted after a woman that you're not married to, never swearing, never looking at pornography, never doing anything evil, always showing perfect courtesy towards everyone. How are you doing with that? You haven't done it perfectly? That's why you deserve to go to hell. For doing that even one time, you deserve to go to hell. That's why we need Jesus to die for us, so that we don't have to get the hell we deserve for all of our sins. And you get that by believing in him. This one from love. How is the devil in hell but still tempting us on the earth? Because he isn't in hell. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that the devil has already been sent to hell. He'll be sent to hell on judgment day when Jesus comes back. But he's not there yet. The Bible makes it very clear that he's been kicked out of heaven and onto the earth where he is right now. This one from Zay. How do you stop being lukewarm? Well, first of all, lukewarm doesn't mean you don't read your Bible enough. According to the Bible, lukewarm are those people who trust in their good deeds to get them to heaven. You can check it with Revelation 3, verse 16 and 17, where it defines what it means to be lukewarm. It's where you think, I'm self-righteous, I don't need Jesus, I can trust in my own good deeds to save me. That's a lukewarm person. But if you're asking Zay about something different, not the concept of lukewarm, you're just asking, how do I get more on fire for God? How do I get to live for him more? 
This is how. Disciplining yourself. Everyone has 24 hours in a day. Everyone has 144 hours in a week. What do you do with that time? Do you just get caught up with the cares of life? Caught up with all kinds of entertainment or caught up with things that have no eternal significance? Or do you say no to filling your life just with that? And you say yes to things that God wants you to do. And one thing that he wants you to do every single day is read your Bible. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Get into that habit where instead of just picking up your phone first thing in the morning, you pick up your Bible instead and you read it and you see what God has to say through it because that is going to help you spiritually so much more than the latest cat video that you might happen to see on TikTok. All right. So get into your Bible, pray. And reflect on how amazing it was that Jesus died for you. He didn't just do a small thing for you. He gave up his life to save you. What does that make you now want to do for him? Live your entire life for him. This one from Black Gaming. How do you stop being prideful as a swimming athlete? Just remembering that everything you have is from God. Your ability to swim doesn't come from you, but from God. And so thank him. And then remember that God can take that swimming ability away from you just like that. And so how could you be prideful if God can kill you at any moment and that be perfectly fine? And that will help you then say, okay, well, then I, I have no reason for me to then be proud about my abilities. I want to give the glory to God. This one from Sticky Ricky, who's asked this. That's a funny username, man. <laughs> Would Jeffrey Dahmer go to hell if he believed in Jesus and got baptized? Guess what? Baptism plays exactly 0% in getting you to heaven. Not even a slight bit. Baptism has no part in getting you to heaven. It doesn't wash away any sins. It does not wash away original sin. Those people who think it does are not believing the Bible. The Bible says we're saved by faith, not by our good works. Now, let's say Jeffrey Dahmer did come to trust in Jesus. We don't know if he did genuinely, but let's say he did. Well, he'd go to heaven because Jesus paid for all of his sin. No sin was too big that Jesus couldn't pay for if the person comes to believe. Jazz has asked, how do I stop being legalistic? By just remembering that you're not saved by your works. Because that's what legalism means, that you think you're saved by your good works. You realize it just doesn't work. That Christ is enough. Noah has asked, why do people say that God speaks to them in their dreams? Yeah, don't listen to those people is what I'd say. If someone claims, oh yeah, God spoke to me in my dream and he said this. I would say, hold up, how do you know that was God? How do you know that dream wasn't just from your own mind? And they'll have no... Wait, I saw a video where someone's like, well, I prayed before I went to bed. So that doesn't mean that that dream you had is from God. God doesn't ordinarily speak to you in dreams. He speaks to you through his written word. And so if you see a video on TikTok saying, well, I had a dream, and they try and tell you about that dream, skip, because that is not how God speaks to us. It's, from, it's in the Bible is how he speaks to us. LG's asked, how do I treat someone who's hurt me? How would I how should I treat them? By forgiving them. Now, 
it's appropriate to go to the person who's sinned against you. It says in Matthew 18 to go to them, mention that they have, so they can realize that. Um, but yeah, Carmen uh, just asked me what kind of no, sorry, a regular. Carmen just asked me what kind of kahoot are we going to do? We're going to do a regular kahoot. Ten questions though, uh, Harmony. Just a ten question one. Awesome. Thanks, Harmony. Um, okay, so we are to forgive people like Christ forgave us. We have committed cosmic treason against God. So many sins have we done against God. It's not even funny. Right? And yet he forgave us through Christ. So then we should forgive those who sin against us. This one from Naomi. What can I say to my brother who is in love with his sin and doesn't want to give his life to God yet? You can say, hey, bro, what does it profit a man if he gains the entire world and loses his very soul? Picture it like this. On Judgment Day, you stand before God. And God says, hey, look, you chose not to trust that Jesus paid for your sin. Why? And you're like, well, because I want to do those sins. I like doing those sins a bit more. And God will say, yeah, what did that benefit you in the long run? And he'll say, nothing. And what has it earned you for all eternity? And he'll say, eternal hell. Was it worth it? Not at all. So don't let any love of sin hold you back from coming to trust in Christ now because on judgment day it is too late and judgment day could begin in a matter of minutes we don't know could be at any time so do not put off getting right with god and believing in christ died for your sin and this one from ollie do religions help with social anxiety and depression islam doesn't buddhism doesn't but christianity does it helps you with anxiety because there's a song that we're singing actually this week. Remember this? Yeah, you remember this song? I'm going to sing it for you guys again just to get the tune back into your head. And this is going to answer your question, Ollie. It's a Bible verse, Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It's a beautiful one. Ready for it? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Do you hear that? We don't need to be anxious because we've got a God who cares about us and who's in control of the universe. And so instead of being anxious, we can just bring our request to God. And he then gives us his peace, which surpasses all understanding. Like the world has no idea why Christians are so content and so peaceful and resolved in their mind why are they so anxious free because we've committed our request to god our whatever's going on in our life and god's then given us that peace which guards our hearts and our minds in christ jesus so it's philippians 4 verse 6 and 7. yeah 
Good questions you guys have been asking. Very good questions indeed. Uh, we're going to be doing a Kahoot game in just a moment, uh, so make sure you stick around for that. But just quickly, Dr. Smarts asks, is there any difference between the Catholic and Christian Bible? They're basically the same. The only difference is that the Catholic Church in 1546 added seven extra books randomly into their Bible, which makes no sense because those books were already around back in Jesus' day, but Jesus did not accept them as Scripture. So why would 14, 1,500 years later they decide to add them in as Scripture when Jesus himself did not consider them to be? And so that's why just read a normal Bible, which has 66 books in it. Yeah, how, Noah's asked, how is everyone going to see Jesus when he comes on the clouds? I think the way that's going to happen is because it says that God sends out his angels. And so I think what happens is that he sends his angels out to gather us all together. And that's how we get to see him on the clouds. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, nice. Good, good questions, everyone. Epic questions indeed. And uh, we're going to get into some Bible trivia. And I invite you all to take part in this. Okay, so it's going to be a 10 question Kahoot that uh, lovely Harmony is going to be hosting for us. So over to you, Harmony. Sorry, I forgot to mute. Uh, hey guys, awesome. We have this Kahoot ready. It is one that you should um, will never forget. I don't know what that even means, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, wow, 98 of you. Let's get 98 people playing Kahoot today. Uh, the code is 5528107. Um, if, if the link isn't clickable for you in the chat, there's the code. Um, also, I'm going to turn down the volume just in case, otherwise it would be too loud. Maybe that's okay. Um, anyways, wow, so far we have 20 people. Come on, I see 93 of you. Come on, jump on in. Jump on in, come on. I don't think there's a limit. So, welcome Kaylee, Freddie, Yolanda, Kelly, uh, Max, the dis disciple I'm guessing, uh, Jade. Wow, you guys are popping in here. Got 35. Come on, keep it coming. Come on, 93. All right, we got Yee Yee. We have Elizabeth, Kevin. Uh, check it with. I'm guessing um, your friend the Bible might be joining. Um, we have a love heart. We have Oh My Love Heart. Mac, Christian, Ashi. Ashley. Welcome, Ashley. Wow. We are building up 44 people. We have Ashley. We have Pray for Paul. Um, Paul. We're praying for you, Paul. Um, and all the other Pauls. We've got Connie. We have Nick. We have Yosemite Sam. Um, we have 43 out of 94. Come on, guys. We're going to give you a little bit it's more because time. Because I'm feeling sick. Oh, Paul. Oh. Well, I hope you feel better. I didn't know you felt sick. All right, we have Mark. Oh, let me just turn down the line. Sorry about the sound. Hopefully that's better. There we go. We have Freddie, Mark, Cameron, Isaiah, Eli, Freddie, Jacko. If I didn't say your name already, I'm sorry, Christian. There's so many people. 47 people out of 88 for right now. 
Um, I'm gonna give you 10 seconds, maybe? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Uh oh, we gotta get to 50 or else we can't start. At least 50. Come on. Come on, who is it? There we go. Nice job, Sniper King. Let's go. And if you join in late, it's okay. Just remember, we're not doing this for our glory, but God's. Three, two, one. How many plagues did God send to Egypt before Pharaoh let the Israelites go? Was it 10? Was it 50? Was it 12? Or was it 2? 10 seconds. Come on, 50 of you. You got 5 seconds. 4, 3, Two, one, ah, nice. All 50 got the uh, answer in, but 34 got it right. One got it on um, 50. It wasn't 50. It wasn't 12. It wasn't two. It was 10 plagues. Um, we could go over each one of them, but we might save that for another day. But maybe I'll ask someone in the screen room to um, at least mention one of them or two, one or two. <laughs> Ryan. So the river into blood and the killing of the firstborn sons. Good job. All right, let's go. All right, we have you in first. We have Senior Noah. We have Yosemite Sam. Check it with the Bible. We have Kevin in fifth. But everybody down below, don't don't be discouraged because it's gonna pretty much, you know, go crazy because there's 50 of you in here. But also just remember, uh, it's a learning process. It's fun, and let, let's just be calm. It's, it's just a game. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this for God's glory. Good job guys. All right. Who did God send to warn the city of Nineveh of his judgment? Was it David? Was it Jonah? Was it Paul? Or was it Noah? About 10 seconds. Five seconds, 50 of you. Two seconds. Wow, there's 51 people, actually. 54 people. Wow, that escalated. Wow. Okay, it was Jonah. It was Jonah. Noah was the one that built the ark. David was the one after God's heart, who was also the one who slayed Goliath. And Paul was in the New Testament, so Nineveh's the old. Good job, all you guys. Let's see how this played out. Oh, you just took a step down for a moment. Might be back. Check it with came into the first place, which that should, that, that makes sense why you're up there. Senior Noah's in second, Silly Goose. Good job, Silly Goose being in third. We have Mark in fourth, Yosef in fifth. But Kelly, way to go up 19 places out of 50-something people. Good job. You're the highest climber. Let's go. True or false, God provided the Israelites with sugar and milk in the wilderness. Sugar and milk in the wilderness. Is that what was provided by God? True or false, one second. That went by really fast. So sorry you didn't get your question in. Don't be discouraged. Sorry you didn't get your answer in. But yeah, it was false. It was milk and Abraham. While you're yawning. <laughs> milk and what? We can't hear you sound, Abraham. And honey. Yeah, good job. Thank you, Abraham. Just want to see if you're awake over there. All right, Senior Noah just pushed Check It With 
out of the um, top, but check it with might be back. Mark in second, Fun Kahoot in third, Brody in fourth, Yosef in fifth. But we have a new highest climber, and that is Rachel, and she has the crown. You better watch out. All right, let's keep going. Fourth question. God gave this person understanding to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Was it Daniel? Was it Moses? Was it Joseph? Or was it David? Hmm. An extra point if you know who that is in the cartoon. And what's he grabbing? You got five seconds, 50-something of you. Three seconds. Two seconds. One second. Time's up. It was Joseph. It wasn't Daniel, although I think Daniel might have interpreted something at one point, but don't don't quote me. I'd have to look further into that. But yeah, it was Joseph. All right, let's see what's going on. Joseph just jumped up into first. We have Chelsea in second. Welcome, Chelsea. Fun Kahoot. I think you're still exactly where you were. Good job. Clement, welcome in uh, into fourth place. And oh, my heart. Good job. Um, Samantha K, well done going up 18 places. That it that's why you have that graduation cap right there, because that was really cool. Good job, everyone. Let's keep going. Question five out of ten, type question. What was something Jesus said when he was on the cross? Hmm. Think of all four of the gospels. You have about 20 seconds, but Think of all four of the Gospels. Do you remember anything that Jesus said? If you don't remember anything, may this be your encouragement to read up on what Jesus did on the cross. Everything that happened. You have five seconds, 50-something of you. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. Ah! Okay. Let's see. Wow, you guys wrote a lot of stuff. I almost clicked on the show media thing. Not today. All right. It was, it is finished. Forgive them. I thirst. Behold your mother, your son. He said that to his mom and well, to Mary and to Joseph, not Joseph, um, John. Um, it is finished, but good job. Father, forgive them. Yes. Forgive them. Father. I don't think he said amen. Ryan, did he say amen? I don't think he said amen. Yeah. Forgive them, mate. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, that was a good one. Um, well, I'm done as close to it as finished, right? We'll, we'll do it. Uh, Father, do not know. Ryan? <laughs> Father, do not yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Do not forsake. Okay. And that was, um, why have you forsaken me? I don't think he said don't forsake me. I don't think he said welcome. <laughs> uh, do not forsake me. Are they saying to uh, like the thief on the cross? Oh, he said, well, oh, yeah, today you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. Uh, pray. Would he say, like, pray something? I don't think so. Anyways, please, Father. Maybe is... they're saying he said a prayer because he said, Father, forgive us. Yeah, and he commended his spirit. Commended his spirit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God, my God. I'll see you in heaven, paradise. It is finished. Sorry there, amen. I'm sorry the last one there, but that's just how it's going to be. Um, but yeah, good job. Let's see what's going on. Okay, Yosef didn't do anything. He just stayed there. Fun Kahoot jumped up a place. Clement jumped up. Chelsea is still there. Well done, Chelsea. Let's see if you can stand through this storm. Benny, well done. Jumping into fifth place with 4,000 points. That's awesome. Um, Des loves Jesus. Up 10 places. That is awesome. And I love your little Viking helmet. That's so cute on a little pug. All right, let's keep going. 
Sixth question. Jesus healed a blank man who was let down from a roof. Roof? With a roof? What is it with my talking? <laughs> um, a demon-possessed man or a paralytic man? Alright, it was a, a guy that was paralyzed, not a demon-possessed. Um, so let's see how that played out. Yosef stayed in first. Clement came up a step. Chelsea came up a step. Fun Kahoot is just taking a break for now. Might pop back up. Benny, good job staying in fifth. Um, and five players reached an answer streak of three. Someone out of those three must have the fire, if not all of them. And I like this little tiger with the party hat. Woohoo. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Multi-select question. What did Paul and Silas do while they were in prison in Philippi? Did they try to escape? Did they cry? Did they sing hymns or were they praying? 10 seconds. Five seconds. Two seconds. All right. They sung hymns and they prayed. Anybody in the stream room know what happened whenever, uh, you know, they were praying and singing hymns, but what happened? Anybody? Ryan? Yeah, so there was uh, an earthquake. The jailer thought everyone had escaped. Paul's like, no, we're still here. And then the jailer's like, what must I do to be saved? And Paul's like, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Amen. Good job, Ryan. Thank you. All right, Yosef's still holding ground right now, but we have some questions left. We have about three left. Fun Kahoot took a step up a little bit closer. You better watch out, Yosef. Chelsea is in third, Clement in fourth, Benny. These guys are holding their places, but everybody that's down below, I know there's a lot of stuff going on right there. So just keep going. And remember, it's for God's glory. But the four people that just hit the answer streak of, three before um they hit the answer streak of four now and that, that's really awesome good job guys true or false the old testament was written in hebrew and the new testament in greek hmm. old testament hebrew new testament greek three seconds two one it was written in hebrew and greek and there is some aramaic in there but yeah mostly that Awesome job, guys. Let's see what's going on with the scoreboard. Yosef, I'm not surprised. Chelsea, good job. Fun Kahoot, Benny. Clement, Benny has the fire. That means that he is clicking fast, faster than lightning, faster than fire. Um, that's been, yeah, I don't even know. But Benny, well done with your answer streak of eight. And everybody down below, let's keep going. Okay. What is not a fruit of the spirit? Faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, or dancing? <gasps> 10 seconds on the clock, on the dot, however that saying goes. Five seconds. All right. Yeah, dancing is a good thing to do. Even David danced before the Lord, but it is not one of the fruits of the Spirit. But good job, 43. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, they got that right. For a second, I was like, wait a minute, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> but it wasn't. Okay, my, I got, yeah, twisted around. But, yeah, good job. But, hey, faithful, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, those are some of the fruit of the Spirit. But uh, we might have to have someone sing that because we haven't sung it in a while. 
So maybe I'll have Abraham sing it. Cool. Love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruit of the spirits. Yeah, thank you, Abraham. Loved it. All right. Oh, Yosef, what happened? I know it's not the end of you. Good job, though, Yosef. Um, Chelsea just took a step up. Fun Kahoot took a step up. Benny, they're just going to hold the ground for you, Yosef, till you get back. But Brody just popped in here, and he might try to stay, so you better watch out. Four players didn't just hit a streak of three and four, but now they're at a streak with six with the fire. That's awesome. Good job, guys. All right, last question, double points. Jesus kept all the laws of the Old Testament. True or false? Was he 100% perfect? Hmm. Two seconds. One. Ah! He kept all the, lo the laws. He kept all the laws, and he didn't break one, and he was perfect to live the perfect life, to lay down his perfect life, to offer us his reward, and to take our punishment. Hallelujah. What a savior. All right. Let's see how things panned out. I can't wait to see. Third place, we have Clement. Good job, Clement. Love the, the duck cat. In second place, we have Benny. Good job, Benny. And in first place, we have Chelsea. Woo, Chelsea. Good job. Fourth place, Yosef. I knew you were going to make it back in. Good job, Yusuf. And in fifth place, I missed it for a moment, but God knows who you are. That's all that matters. But good job, everyone. Good job, everyone. Thanks for playing that, Kahoot. Hopefully you had some fun doing that. Harmony, whoop. Just going to mute, mute your sound. <laughs> Just doing some Windows sounds there. Thank you there for that, Harmony. Did you guys enjoy that? Hopefully you did. We're going to do another Kahoot game tomorrow, but you guys also probably have more questions. So we're going to do more question time tomorrow, tomorrow's stream and Omegle chats. Now, what time is tomorrow's stream? 7 p.m. Eastern time, which is 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time or 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard time. And for those in the UK, Alfie, that's 12 a.m. UK time. Uh, come back and make sure you guys have hit the subscribe and the bell so you get notified when we're on. But we're going to do now an outro question with you. This is where we ask you a random question about anything. Okay, so has anyone got a question they would like to ask today? All right, maybe I'm going to ask this one. What source do you like to put on something you're eating? Like, so for example, if it's like a sausage roll, meat pie, a quiche or something, anything like that, what sauce would you like to put on it? What's your, what's your go-to sauce? Is it ketchup? So that is tomato sauce, barbecue sauce, satay sauce. I don't know. There might be other sauces out there that people can think of. What do you put sauce on if you're going to eat like a meat pie sausage roll or anything else like that let us know in the chat and we'll get the team also to give their answers you know i grew up with barbecue sauce barbecue sauce mm, delicious and it's still really good but i don't um, i've become to i've come to like tomato sauce more i appreciate it more these days so that's a goodbye from ryan
Uh, see you later from Paul. I'm a barbecue sauce type of guy, so barbecue sauce all the way. See from Abraham. I'm gonna say chili sauce. Ms. Yao? Uh, yeah, so uh, I usually like chicken sandwiches, so I would say mayo. Good night for me, Sal. Um, my go-to <clears throat> for almost everything would be ranch. But if we're talking about like a hot dog, if that's what you're talking about, sausage roll, um, I would go with ketchup or tomato sauce, which is totally different than ketchup. But anyways, bye from Carissa. It's Lord Willen. We'll see you tomorrow from Hudson, Ruben, Daxton, Mike, whoever else may have served today. Honestly, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at deciding. Carissa was right on the ranch, but I don't know. I like mixing stuff. Don't judge me with like banana pepper sauce. For some reason, it goes really well. It adds extra like flavoring it makes your taste buds pop so I, i'd probably rather prefer something like that rather than sauce nowadays all right then your answers in the chat there's a lot of different ones like someone saying honey barbecue a couple of people said that and garlic sauce mm, that's pretty nice aioli sweet and sour thanks for your answers everyone and by the way if you guys haven't joined our discord please do join the discord and that way you can be part of the community there. But look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Stay strong in the Lord and go and serve our amazingly great King.